What's going on, everybody? Happy opening day of the NHL playoff season. Get excited. What's up, Tony? How we doing, brother? I mean, you can't be serious. Oh, I, I'm wearing the jersey. I got the blues hat on. I got to go in. I got to shave later because my blues are making them deeper into the playoffs. And those of you out there who follow hockey know you can't shave when your team's still in the playoffs. So I got to get my, my pre-playoff shave in. Tony, how you doing? Man? When do they open up? Like, when's their first game? Tonight. Is it on, like, CBS, Sports Network, like, some okay, it's on, channel? <laughs> it's on NHL Network. That's a channel? It is. Do you need, like, a special package? satellite to get that in well you know you can get it on the direct tv i know you got it you what can about get it on the mediacom can you get it on there uh no but no. you can't <laughs> but you can the game is also on regional cable foxburg west so that's what i'm gonna do. you're not gonna be watching the game tonight i mean if it's hockey I, i'm definitely not gonna be watching that that's your loss buddy that is your loss it's gonna be a good time last night of the nba here how are you gonna watch hockey dude so, I feel like I got to give the people full disclosure here, Tony. I feel like that's reasonable, don't you? Depends on what you're going to say. I found out this was an NBA <laughs> show about, oh, about 15 minutes ago. I'm sitting around messaging with a buddy, and he's like, oh, you got an NBA show today, because he was looking at the RG schedule, and I go, and I just typed LOL, because I didn't think there was any shot in hell that I was going to have an NBA show, but here we are. Tony... You seem much more prepared than I am. I'm going to – you're going to be doing a lot of the analysis today because, woo, buddy, if you're playing NBA this late in the year, you you got some stones, man. Like, I tried the other day. It was about – I think it was Sunday. I was sitting around, and I, I lost some in, in baseball. And I – you know what? I'm going to fire NBA. So, what did I end up doing? Filed some projection models, took a look. All right, I'm going to bet this. I'm going to bet that. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. All right, this lineup should work. That should be fine. All my guys were like under 10% owned, and this dude I had never heard of before was 60% owned. And I go, uh oh. Obviously, it did not work out. That's how it is, man. Like this late in the year, like it's just all the random dudes. I I think that's why there's so much edge though at the end of the, like I quit playing. Just full disclosure for me, like I quit playing for a few weeks, but then like the last 10 days I've played again because I think there's like more ads this time of year. Cause if you pay attention to who's going to play who, I mean, sure. There's still some random stuff that could happen. Guys get pulled late and stuff, but for the most part, there's so many value guys tonight that are just like dead locks that if you can find a few guys at the top that need to win, like Kemba needs to win tonight. Russell Westbrook obviously is going to play minutes tonight. Uh, People that need to win, you, you find these stars that are going to get you 60, there's so many value guys that are going to crush that it's just – it's fun to play. Yeah, I mean, this is a stars and scrubs slate. Like, that much is – Always. Cool. Every time this – if you're not playing stars and scrubs this time of year, you are not winning, I promise you. Yeah, and like Tony said, you, there can be a big edge. It's just I have not been um, – and you need to pay attention all like if you're on a site like DraftKings where you can late swap, Yahoo where you can late swap, like you need to be paying attention the entire night until all your guys are locked. Yeah, so people so the, can get scratched. So the stars we're talking about tonight. We're talking about Westbrook. Paul George is a game time decision. Sounds like he's gonna go. Andre Drummond, phenomenal match with New York and Blake Griffin's out tonight. Uh you get Vooch, he's a game time decision, but obviously that's a great matchup. And you mentioned Kimba. Kimba might not leave the floor, man. Like, Kimba might just play 48 tonight. I mean, the most important thing tonight, obviously, is who needs to win for these stars. I mean, like last night, for this, so this is where the edge comes in, in my mind. Last night, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not bad mouthing Meansy at all. Like Meansy's good at what he does, but everybody, all these chalk people, wanted to play Curry. Like Curry was. Everyone's like, because Durant sat, Clay sat. I think like those guys were sitting, so they're like, we should play Curry because we need a star. I, you don't want to play a guy that doesn't need to play though. Like Curry doesn't. Have, I mean, he got hurt too. So I mean, it, it sounds like it's a bad example to say Curry because he got hurt. But either way, the point being was. You could have played Westbrook. You could have played Harden. They both needed to win that game. Why play Curry over those two when you can just still have all the value, guys? I like the same thing with Durant tonight. Curry's going to sit. Obviously, he's, he's hurt after last night. They're going to sit him. Boogie will sit tonight. So, people are going to, like, try to play guys like Durant. Like, you don't want to play Durant on this slate. <laughs> I, don't, I just – there's no reason to. Play these guys like Jokic that the Nuggets have to win tonight play Jokic, play Paul George, play Drummond. I mean, these guys, Drummond should get like 70 tonight. Yeah, I think so too. You mentioned Joker and Drummond. I mean, when we look at this, you see Drummond $47, Joker $43. Do you have a preference between these two guys? Probably Drummond just because Detroit, I mean, they both need to win tonight. Detroit needs to win to get, I think they can get the seven or the eight still, maybe even the six if something happens. But either way, they need to win. And the, the Joker needs to win to get the two seed in the West. So, I mean, they're both equally good. If I had to choose, I guess it would be Drummond just because they're playing the Knicks. I'm boss bros in there rattling me saying Curry was – how. but this is my point. How was Curry a better play last night than Westbrook or Harden when they're in a high total game? Just asking you, Crane, like you weren't following it last night, but just on the surface. Pretend that was tonight, though. Okay. How could you play Curry over Harden and Westbrook in the same game? I mean, it, do I know who's who? Do I know is going to get the minutes? I mean, that's the know, that's the big concern. You know Harden and Westbrook are going to get the minutes. Yeah, that's and that's my big concern. Yeah. If you're looking at you know like a guy like Curry, where it was a bad example too because he got hurt. But if he didn't get hurt, it was the same. I, I felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, I think that's fine. So we talk about stars and scrubs. Obviously, Yahoo. The studs are priced a little bit higher um, than you know than some of these other sites are. So let's go ahead and throw Joker in there. We mentioned guys like Westbrook, Kemba. I think it's just a stone lock tonight. Just looking at it, forty bucks. Can you play Westbrook, Kemba? Yeah, you can play these guys together. You have twelve left over. So really, this is the slate, Tony. That when we start out, we need to get three stars. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be unlimited value on Yahoo. Uh, like, there's always $10 guys. Tonight, there's going to be so many dudes that you can play in that cheap range. I mean, first of all, we probably should just look at the games, like who needs who needs to do what tonight, just to, just to get an idea, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, who needs to win? So, just, just going game by game real quick, like Golden State, Memphis, obviously playing for nothing. <laughs> Memphis is definitely playing for Golden nothing. State's favored by four at Memphis, like literally playing for nothing. I, I mean, I, I would take Memphis on that probably, but no, there's no fantasy anything there besides value, guys. Oklahoma, OKC, and Milwaukee, like OKC needs to win for positioning. Milwaukee doesn't need anything, so you can play Paul George and Westbrook. Any OKC guys? Dallas and the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are going to pound Dallas, but. You don't really need anyone in there. Chicago Philly means nothing. Orlando Charlotte is a game both teams need to win. So you got you got Charlotte is minus four at home, two eighteen. Both teams need to win, so you can play any of those stars: Vooch, Kemba, 
that's a good game to target this time of year, obviously, because they both need to win. Indiana, Atlanta means nothing. Miami, Brooklyn. Brooklyn needs to win. D Wade's last game, obviously. So that game's kind of interesting. Detroit and the Knicks. Detroit needs to win. So Drummond, like we talked about. Minnesota, Denver. Denver needs to win. So so you got another team that could play. Sacramento, Portland. Portland is seriously still favored by four in this game. I mean, Sacramento, like they fall off a cliff. Portland is sitting Dame and McCollum, and they're still favored by four? Are they sitting Ennis Cantor? I, I guess not. I'm like <laughs> blown because I, I was golfing this afternoon. Obviously, I seen they were sitting. I thought I thought it would be like close to a pick em. I hope Portland wins because Houston, if Portland wins tonight and Denver wins, Houston's the four seed, and Denver stays away from Golden State and Houston. Yeah. And then Utah and the Clippers in the last game means basically nothing. I mean, it means more to the Clippers than Utah. Utah secured the five seed last night. They're probably going to sit guys tonight, I'm sure. I know they're going to sit everybody tonight, actually, Utah. So Utah is going to be one of our biggest sources of salary savings tonight going against the Clippers. Okay, so (laughs) I guess the spots where we're looking at OKC, the Orlando-Charlotte game, yeah. Denver. Those are, I mean, those are the main guys, the spots where yeah. we're looking at when we're spending up, right? D'Angelo I- Russell maybe too in that kind of range where they need to win. Let's see. How much is D'Angelo Russell over on? Yeah. Oh, he's oh, he's a point guard. Oh, they, they always price him, at, put him as a point guard and I hate it because I need, always need to fill the shooting guard spot. They are 38 bucks. Obviously we're not going to be able to fill him in with this bill. I mean, you're, if you're not playing Russ, I think you might be able to get four stars in there. But if you're playing Russ, it's really a three-star kind of night. Uh, it's just like last night. Like, why Why are you going to fade Russ? I'm speaking to everyone when I say this. Like, just why would you want to fade Russ on a slate where there's unlimited value? There's just no reason to. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I just don't think – like, that's when you – it's a raw point slate. You know, yep. you find the three guys – or you, you cycle those guys in and out. You know, if you're looking at guys like – you know, you mentioned D'Angelo Russell. If you like three of these guys, and you can only get three of them in there, you cannot get. I, look, I'm trying right now, even without Russ, you cannot get four of these guys. So yeah, you're not getting four. Yeah, so you're getting. I think Kimba's a lock. Yeah, Kimba. I think, how, I think how much is he on here? Forty bucks. Yeah, I mean Kimba's gonna play. He could he could seriously play every minute? Tonight. He might play forty eight. You know, it's like LeBron last year. Remember when Game Seven? He's like, "How many are you playing?" He just said four eight. Yeah, so I think true it's true too. Like, yeah. I, there's no reason not to. They're playing to get in the playoffs. Why not? He's probably going to leave in free agency. You just play him every minute. Yeah, <laughs> murder him, kill him. All right. So you know, we talk about Paul George as another potential option on a slate like this, where we expect Russ to play a lot of minutes. If Paul George plays, I assume we think he's going to play a ton of minutes as well, right? Yeah, I mean, they're both going to play minutes, and like I said, Milwaukee isn't really playing for anything you never know with Milwaukee though they're one of they've been one of the harder teams to pinpoint at the end of the year because I mean Giannis played like 20 minutes the other night I don't know why they would play these guys any minutes but OKC's only favored by four and a half right now Uh, it's kind of a weird number but I like Russ way more but they're, they're both definitely in play yeah and if you play them both you know you've still got 12 bucks a piece so we're this is obviously a stars and scrubs night you're wanting three of these stars in here let's talk about some of the scrubs because tony on a slate like this where i mean you pull if you're a roto grinders premium member just have yourself a chuckle pull up the situation room because it's 
I ain't gonna count all these dudes, but they a lot of dudes. <laughs> there are a lot of dudes out there. Um, it's just it's it's silly season in the NBA. We all know that. I think before we talk about some of the value, Tony, I want to hear your picks for the NBA playoffs. Who are you rooting for? So yeah, me. I, I went on with Hoop and Empire yesterday for the Print Factory and talked about. And you got Empire on there? Hey, we got him on again. The second time we got him on there for for some Masters talk too. We got him on there. I have to give that a listen. But I mean, I was listening anyways. But you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it's all good. I, 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 people, the Empire drives the needle more than Big T. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I like obviously OKC, or I mean Houston and Golden State in the West. But it depends on tonight. Like if Portland wins and Denver wins and Houston gets that four seed. That changes things in the West because Denver could actually win two games then. Either way, I like Golden State and Philly are my picks. Yeah, I know everybody – like, the, everybody's got a different opinion about the East. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, it'll be fun. Like, once yeah. those top four teams, you know, get to the final four in the Eastern Conference playoffs, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We're talking Toronto. We're talking Philly. We're talking Milwaukee. And we're talking Boston. Yeah. It's weird because – Toronto is one of those teams that nobody, you know, Toronto's a team that nobody's picking, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of people picking them, but the East is tough. I mean, yeah, they're they're kind of a dark horse team. Are you? Are you? Wait, hold on. Are we going to get your uh, Orlando Milwaukee matchup that you've? Been oh, I hope so. I need Charlotte to win. I forget what the exact scenario is. I think if Detroit wins, I need Charlotte to beat Orlando for sure. <laughs> you, God, you actually think Orlando can beat Milwaukee, right? I I think they can beat them. Yeah, I love Orlando. Orlando. Scary man, like they're they're a solid team. They're just, they're they gonna probably be, won't win a seven game series, but I think they'll at least make them work for it. Yeah, they're they're a pesky team. All right, let's get back to DFS talk. Obviously, we want to talk about some of the value on this slate, and of course, there is a um, I mean, there's just a stupid amount of value. So, you know, I'm just pulling it up right now. It's really tough. The center is like just ridiculous. Like that's the hard part with playing Drummond on on Yahoo is center is just like absolutely ridiculous for value all these ten dollar guys are so elite kylo quinn gorgie jang bobon dj wilson greg monroe i mean all these guys are 10 bucks and they're all super elite plays okay so when that's the case with a position i almost never pay up at that spot you just can't like two of these guys are going to get 40 points for 10 bucks so like, it doesn't matter. Unless Drummond gets, like, 80, you're going to be just fine with the two $10 guys. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm I'm locking in Kimba and Russ. We'll kind of figure out where the value is later. Because on Yahoo, you know, where you don't quite have as much flexibility as you do, like, on a DraftKings or a Fantasy Draft, like, you've really got to take the value at whatever position you can get it. So, when we're talking centers, obviously, both on easily play – you mentioned um, – who's the other center you mentioned? I forgot. Kylo Quinn. Yeah, yeah, Kylo Quinn right now in my projections, he's projected for 40 points. <laughs> like, he's going okay. against Atlanta, and he's going to play over 30 minutes. So, That's a lot of points. But, like, I mean, all these guys, you got yeah. you got Udo for Utah against the Clippers. He's projected for 39. Gorgie Jang, 35. Boban in the 30s. Like, these guys are just super elite picks. Yeah, I mean – you can't pay up at center on Yahoo today. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Unless you think Drummond literally just like, I mean, there is value at other places, but I don't think the value is as good as the center value. 
here we're gonna we're gonna kind of go in and out on this show a little bit about you know we'll talk some baseball we're gonna talk some basketball but tony in the chat they want you to talk some masters do you have a hot take for the masters I mean, the only hot take that we got into with that show, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I love Freddie Couples, and they made fun of me for it. I, yeah, he's not going to win the tournament. Not like, winning a, you're not winning a tournament with Freddie Couples. Why not? He finished 18th last year, and he's 6K. Okay, that's fine. If he finishes 18th, you're going to win a tournament with I mean, him. I promise you. It better You better have two of those stars just crushing it. Well, yeah, you, that's why you play him, though, because you have, you have Rory and DJ or whoever you got at the top. <laughs> Dean's in the chat. He says, I can't quite pinpoint why, but I just have a sudden urge to root for the Winnipeg Jets. That's our bunch of you know what. I ain't gonna say what it is, but it ain't good for it ain't gonna be good for the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, get out of here, ball game, you two. Yeah, you know, I here, my hot take for the uh, Masters, Fade Brooks Kepka. Fade Brooks, why? Um, because I got people who tore an ACL again on me. No, but I know people who golf with him, and he's broke. What are they saying? Well, get it. Let's go. What, is, what are they saying? This is where we, we give the info. Brooks is broke. Like he's broke? Yeah, like he's like, you know, you know, golfers, they lose their shit every now and then, and they just don't get, they're not good. Brooks is broken right now, so I'm not playing any Brooks Kepka this week, and I am thrilled, thrilled. He's not going to be high owned anyways, is he? I mean, he'll be 7 or 8%. Yeah. The Brooks teams will pay the rake. Like, I'm it's right. tough to play him anyways in that range, to be honest. Like, yeah, I'm just, I just know, like, I'm taking some futures bets too. Like you, you know, like the the one v one bets, you know, minus yeah. one twenty on whoever. Like, I'm just, I think I'm firing every single Brooks Kepka when I can find it. It's just gonna. I like the one that when you, th- I mean, you got a little edge and like just fade all his matchups, and if he if he struggles, you just sweep the board. I I like that. Yeah, like it's he's he's a complete mess right now. Uh, did Crane tell us to go all in on a series parlay of Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston? Uh, nope, no, I didn't. I don't not. even think that would pay that much, to be honest. Yeah, that's like what, probably one to one, if that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it like, probably I'll, pays one to one. I mean, there's a few teams that. Yeah, I mean, it probably does. I don't know if you could get one to one. I think it might be a decent bet. Sorry, I got to type to Dean. He's in the chat, just talking, just talking all kinds the of stuff. People in the chat too, like. They're saying Houston can't drop to the four. Like, if, if Denver and Portland win tonight, Houston's the four seed. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I check if out – Denver yeah. loses, Houston's the two seed. So, Houston could get the two, the three, or the four right now. It's that simple, though. If Denver wins and Portland wins, it's Denver, Portland, Houston. If Denver loses, it's Houston, Denver, Portland. And then if Portland loses and Denver wins, it's Denver, Houston, Portland, if that makes sense. All right, let's talk some other uh, value, guys. We mentioned that Center obviously has the best value on Yahoo. You know, you're, you mentioned Boban. You mentioned Kyle O'Quinn. Um, I think this, 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 this Utah guy I think is my favorite. The, going against the Clippers, like the Clippers never handle big. And this dude, when he gets minutes, he just smashes. Well, he? I mean, and he's a big blocks guy. And on Yahoo where you're getting three points yeah. for the blocks, that's huge. He's the kind of guy that can get five or six blocks in a game. Put him in there with Kyle O'Quinn for us. All right. I mean, I got Boban in there. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't think Boban's going to play that many minutes. Is the I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think his minutes really change all that much. Yeah. And, you know, they're sitting around saying, well, that's all chalk. Yeah. No, I get it that that's all chalk. But, like. What's all chalk? There's eight, there's eight $10 centers you can play. They can't all be chalk. I mean, to me, if I'm multi-entering over on the if I'm building my 10 lineups, 
I'm just freaking pivoting around those centers. Like I'm finding the guys that I like at the other position, finding my three stars and just finding 10 value guys. I don't understand how they're chalked though. Like there's literally Kylo Quinn, Dang, Bobon, Udo, Monroe, DJ Wilson. All those but, dudes can't all be chalky. Well, and yeah, don't forget Andre Drummond will get some ownership. And well. Drummond, and yeah, the guys at the top. I mean, Cornette just went for 50 yesterday. He's 12 bucks. So, I mean, there's tons of people you can play. Freaking Knicks, man. Like, I told you, I haven't been paying attention to NBA for three weeks. I uh, I tuned in. I was, I, I was making fun of, like, the slate. I was looking at that slate that I said that I was like, oh, I can do this one. And I saw Azoni was like 7,400, and I laughed, and I'm like, I'm a bad seven. went for like 60. He went for 60 and was 50% <laughs> on it. like, oh, all right, I'm probably missing something right now. Um, let's talk some shooting guards on this slate. And a game that doesn't matter, doesn't seem like one of those kinds of games. Well, nope, Zach Levine's out. Tony, find a shooting guard for me, man. Like, I – I mean, that's why I like this time of year, though, because it's just stars, and then you find these value dudes, and there's just really no way around it for me. So, shooting guard, there's no stars that – I mean, there's no one right now in my projections that are projected for over, like, 30 fantasy points. So, whenever it's like that, we know naturally we want to punt. And the cheap range, like you got Tyreek Evans against Atlanta is projected for like 27. But the best play for sure for me is this Zaire Smith for Philly. He's projected for 31 and he's 10 bucks. You're just making the Bulls. Like the Bulls, come on. Like that. that's the perfect example of a play I, I like this time of year. I mean, like, I feel like that's a made up name. Zaire what? He played for, he was Texas Tech's best player last year. Spell Zaire for me. Z A Z H Zaire. Like of course it's A I R E. All right, we'll throw Zaire Smith in there. Go Texas Tech. Did he enjoy the national championship game? Speaking of uh, Texas Tech, uh, it hurt because I, I was in first in that the DK contest, going with like ten seconds left. All I needed was no overtime, and it was like a twenty k swing for me to overtime. So it didn't Oof. feel good. Oof. And I was rooting for Texas Tech, so it was a, it was like a double double sausage. Hey, I think I stole you a hundred bucks from your pool, don't I? To be honest, like people think I'm joking. I literally have not gone through the money yet to see who paid and who hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Over. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the ones that haven't paid. So I got people I, like, oh, "Are you going to do the payout?" I said, "I haven't even looked at the money yet. I can't send the payouts before I even see who paid." The uh, the. The chat's asking about Jeremy Lamb tonight. He's 18 bucks at home against Orlando. I see you nodding your head. Talk to me about Lamb. I like him, yeah. I mean, he, he's a really good player. They need to win tonight. It's just a matter of if you can get in that $18 range. Like, another good thing about Lamb that I do like is there's not a ton of value at shooting guard besides the two I said, Zaire and Tyreek. So it's not a horrible position to go up. And, and like, you got Evan Turner at 14 bucks with McCollum and – McCollum and uh, David Turner stinks. He's been see you haven't followed it in a couple weeks. Oh God, is he crushing it? He had three straight triple doubles. It's just so stupid. He did like look, look at this. He had he went, <laughs> he went for 43, 41, and thirty one in three out of four games. And tonight, <laughs> tonight with Dame and CJ both out, actually get Evan Turner in there for us. Uh, why not? Why the hell not? I got to take Zaire Smith out. Yeah, get Zaire out of there. We want Evan Turner. <laughs> of course he went for three triple doubles. <laughs> this is so silly. 
All right. You know, when we talk small forwards, of course, you know, shooting guard, we're looking to save some money at small forwards may be a different story because Paul George by a mile, the most expensive guy out here. Um, can we plug him in with this lineup? We absolutely can. So we like Paul George. Who are some of the other guys that we like at small forward? So small forward. Yeah. At, at the top, like you said, it's Paul George and really there's not a ton else. Like I think people are going to play Durant a little bit on this slate, just because like I said, Curry's out, Boogie's out. I'm sure like two other guys will sit too, but I, I just can't play Durant. I mean, it's really just Paul George for me at the top. And after him, I mean, it's just this cheap range again. A guy like Royce O'Neal, we always like him when these yeah. other guys are out. He's 10 bucks. So, and same thing with Rodney Hood. We just talked about Portland. Sitting McCollum, sitting Dame Lillard. So, I kind of like playing Hood with with uh, our boy Evan Turner. Like I said, Portland, sitting those two guys, they need to win still. And they're favored by four still. So, I really like Portland tonight, especially as far as betting, too. Like, if they're still a four-point favorite, even sitting those two guys, I just think that the, 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 they're going to win still for sure if that's the spread. You know, I know you mentioned those two guys. What about a guy like Mo Harkless also for Portland? I agree, yeah. He hit the game winner last night. You probably didn't watch it, but he hit a three at the buzzer to beat the to beat Good the Lakers. Him. Good job, Mo Harkless. And he had a big game. I mean, he went for – let's see, he went for – 47 fantasy points last night yeah okay. i mean we need scores are gonna be like 500 points tonight <laughs> what is it's just going? a matter of if you can hit the stars like that's all it comes down to where if you if you can hit the stars to get you even 60 you're in good shape now i feel like i need the multi-enter tonight just that, because that, i knew you'd come around like I know, I'm sick. <laughs> if you really like a, a couple stars i think the edge is massive because you can just cycle through all the value guys Oh, I'm sitting here pulling up tournaments right now. Golly, just send me to a The hard part about Yahoo is I think Drummond might be the best play on the slate, and you can't play him on Yahoo. It makes it kind of hard. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. They're updating us on the uh, Rays. Have you been playing many, much uh, short slate baseball this year? Uh, it just depends on the day. I mean, not as much as not as much as much the full slate, but here and there, if I'm at home, I will. What about you? Uh, I've I've been crushing the short slates, man. It's just like multi-entering. Somehow I had like I only had sixty percent Trevor Bauer today, which feels like a win. You know, did, <laughs> like did when you he... see that guy calling us out on, on Stevie because I, I I recommended Nico Goodrum as my like sneaky home run or whatever that category is in the expert the thing. So yeah. Stevie like just was being nice and said nice call, and some guy just starts making fun of us like, oh, you guys are talking up your product and. Uh, well, if you call out a Nico Goodrum home run against Trevor Bauer, I feel like it's okay if you talk up the product. I mean, right? am I not? You don't get a victory lap when you call that. You can absolutely get a victory lap. I have no problem with that. Uh, yeah, go for it. I I had I looked at my script. I had exactly one Nico Goodrum team. So is it a good team? Um, I guess that depends if the other eight guys do well. I don't know. Like I got I got one fifty, man. I just guessed, man. It's just like, yeah. All right, uh, we got YouTube questions coming in. See, like the D train was telling us that uh, the YouTube was just, it was slow right now. Now we got YouTube questions. All right, pick two. God, this slate. Udo, O'Quinn, Birch. Birch, please. Birch? Who, who's Birch? Tim Birch, if Vooch sits. Vooch is not sitting. Orlando needs to win. I agree. I don't see. Uh, I don't Vooch see. is not sitting tonight. Like, 
and you're not playing Birch either way. Like Birch is not a better play than Birch is not a better play than all those. Well, I don't even. Yeah, play Udo is my favorite cheap center. I think if yeah. I had to pick one, I think especially on a site again like Yahoo, where though you're getting three points for the blocks. Like I think Ekdude is a phenomenal play there. Thoughts on Cornette tonight? He went for like fifty last night. On a site like Yahoo, where he's a center, I don't think you can play him on Yahoo just because Detroit needs to win. And he, he's 12 bucks. I know it's only a $2 difference, but I don't think he's as good a play as all those $10 centers. All right. Evan Turner or Luke Cornett? I mean, I'm going to take guys that need to win. Like I said, these Portland guys are going to maybe be my favorites. I mean, Portland is favored by four points without their two best – without their three best guys counting Nurkic. They need to win to get the three seed. I love these Portland guys. Is Vince Carter retiring this year? He says he's not. Stop. He's, I mean. He's been on TV and he says he's not. I mean, like. He's still decent. Like when you I watch know, I know he's like. Crazy. He can't, play, he can't play 25 minutes, but he gets in. Did you see Dirk dunk last night? Dirk just went. I, I was so pissed I didn't play him. Like he, he was so good last night. You did lock in Wade though, didn't you? I didn't play either one of them, to be honest. You didn't even he wasn't I even close to like he wasn't even he still didn't even crush. He went for 40. Yeah, but he didn't do anything else. Like he 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 didn't have that many fantasy points. He, he was over 40. 6k. He went for 40 fantasy points. Yeah, but he was over 6k. Tony, you can't have 30x from I need 37x. You know? <laughs> oh, we just completely flipped roles here. You know it's late season. <laughs> We're just like, Cody's in 37x. I'm like, oh, 5x looks okay. Oh, man. QQ, who scores the most? Udo, Gordy Jang, or DJ Wilson? I mean, I like like Gorgie and Udo the most, but DJ Wilson could smash, too, with Milwaukee sitting guys. Oh, oh, Bobby's in there. Wade needed more. Dude went for, like, 40 fantasy points. Don't complain about 40. You don't get to complain about 40 fantasy points. This time of year, though, this is when you actually need 37X because all these value dudes just smash. Over under winning score tonight, 450. Because Alex Caruso, so you haven't been watching. Like, this Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso's been crushing it. Like, he's tipping dunks home on missed shots and everything. I am not exaggerating either. Like, he looks legit. Like, he has been unbelievable. I mean, anytime a guy looks like Osimo and crushes the NBA, like, you got to give the dude props. Like, tip dunks. Like, he went up and tip dunks. Dude, I saw that. Uh, it's one of those dunks where you watch it like five or six times. You know, you just, you're just like, no. I couldn't believe it. it. Yeah. It, it looked like he got on a trampoline. Yeah, it did. I, I probably couldn't jump that high off a trampoline. <laughs> you start off, man. You're tall. I know you, you start off that high. That guy got up, though. All right, uh, Dirk minutes tonight. This is the last game. I seriously, I, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I really think Wade and Dirk might sit tonight even. Like, they just they played their last, it's the last game ever. They but they sit. just played their last home game. Like, it was like, they're, it was like they're going away deal. I don't think they play that. I'm not playing either one of them tonight. I could be wrong. They could crush. But these other value guys are just so much more elite to me. Dirk played a lot of minutes last night. It's a back-to-back. It's on the road. I wouldn't be surprised if Dirk sits tonight. Like, I'm serious. If he does play, I don't think he'll – I'm not playing either one of them. All right. That's fair enough. If you need any more questions, go ahead and fire them up in the chat. I will ask him to Tony. He knows what he's talking about. Let's talk about some power forwards. We haven't really touched on 
this position yet. Um, you know, Giannis, he's out. Blake Griffin, he's out. John Collins against Indiana expected to see minutes. You know, I've seen some articles today that just says play John Collins because you have to pay up somewhere. What do you think about Collins tonight? <sighs> I mean – I agree with the, in theory that you have to spend up somewhere because of how much value, but I don't think it's going to be John Collins for me. I mean, he's, how much is he? Uh, he is $33. Yeah. I mean, that price isn't horrible. I think he gets you like 40 fantasy points. So if that's enough for you, I just, I can't play a guy like John Collins. I, there's just so many better spots, but yeah. All right. Well, let's talk some of the value at this position, I mean, I'm pulling up the uh, projection models right now. You know, we're looking at Collins. You know, I'm kind of with you. Like he's just in that, um, he's just in that range where I don't really want to be in this range. I'd rather play a guy like Alfaruk Aminu. You know, Frank Kaminsky. Even God, what a stupid slate. You know, you know, Gorgeous Nyang. You know, I mean, these guys I think are better plays. What are you doing at the power forward position? What position on Yahoo is this Naz Long dude? Nat, shit, I don't know. Naz, type in Naz. Or I'll type Long, and it's Nazareth Mitrio Long. He's ten bucks and a point guard. Oh, he's a point guard. Can't play him. You're we're playing Kimba and Brett's at point guard, man. Like Nat, both these Utah guys though are basically two of my best projections of the night. This, what about Niang from Iowa State? What position is he? He's a power forward. He's so I definitely like him. Like I he got him. Funny. I remember him in college. He was good. Yeah, he was real good. He, he's going to crush tonight too versus the Clippers. Like these Utah guys are for sure my favorite values tonight because the Clippers, we know they don't play defense. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to these these Utah guys are going to break the slate tonight. I think you got Naslong, Niang, and Udo. <laughs> you got the the big three right, and Royce O'Neal for that matter. But. Really, my three favorite plays are Naslong, Niang, and Udo. Yeah, this is like so dumb. You know, we've got Paul George in You're here. You're going to end up putting 150 teams in and winning I all the money. No, I, I, dude, I thought about it. I ain't, I ain't doing it, man. You're I'm not playing. Okay. Anybody who's playing NBA this time of year knows to do this, right? Maybe. Do they, though? Last night, everyone wanted to play. I know. I keep saying Curry, but I just – I hated the play, even if he didn't get hurt. <laughs> Boss, bro, in the chat, he says Grayson Allen Day. I, I don't hate that. These Utah guys, I mean, let me see how many minutes for – Hey, there's our there's our chief shooting guard, Grayson Allen. I, I like that call, actually. Grayson Allen's a good – these Utah guys are for sure my favorite. Right now, I got Grayson Allen. At, I got him at 36 minutes, 29 fantasy points. I'm sure he's 10 bucks on there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's definitely 10 bucks. Sp- hey, speaking of uh, – yeah, we'll pivot to that in a little bit. I, well, first, speaking of uh, Yahoo pricing, did you see what they did to Chris Davis today? On Yahoo? Yeah. Was he a buck? He's a dollar. Did they really make him a buck? They made him a dollar. I still wouldn't play him. I'm like, still No, I'm not. He's not starting. I'm not playing him. I'm not oh, taking he's the not zero. starting to. No, I'm not taking. If he was, if he was in the starting lineup, I would play him for a dollar. I don't even think that's a discussion. I don't think I would play him for a buck if he was. I mean, playing. you're gonna get a zero. I mean, maybe, but at least I'd have a shot if he's not in the lineup. Yeah. I always want like on on Fanduel yesterday. People were wanting to play him if he was five hundred. I just don't get it though because you can salary <laughs> except on DK where the pricing's tight this year. Like Fanduel, you can already play whoever you want. You don't need the salary. Yeah, I mean that's 
that's fine. I understand what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. He, he's he's 0 for 49 or whatever he is. Like, I don't want to just take a free zero. I mean, I'm not playing him on, like, FanDuel you were talking about over there. I think that's nuts to play him on FanDuel. Like, if I can he see, play- like, on D- isn't he 2K on DK today? Well, that sounds like a lot for a zero, but but at I least think, on DK you can say because the pricing is like so tight that maybe no, it's they, just loosened, like, they loosened it up today, didn't you hear? Did they finally? I, I haven't well, looked at that pricing. Yeah, no, I because I, everybody complained. Now it's like you can get everybody in. It's <laughs> it's right back it's, to that. No middle ground, man. It's like it's like politics, dude. Why is it so hard though? Like make the make the crappy guys cheap and make the good guys expensive. Like it's the average simple. guys in the middle. You would think it would be something, but here we are. Like Tommy Listella should be twenty nine hundred. So when he goes off, I can take my victory lap. Like <laughs> I was, <laughs> it was funny. I saw you tweeting about Tommy Listella the other day, and I swear to you, that same state. <laughs> I was uh, I was building my script. I'm like, oh, okay, let's. I I took him out, and then I we thought, were on the show, weren't we? We were on yeah, the show. Yeah. Then. Well, I took him out of the script, and I'm like, man, he's just crushing too much. So I put him back in, and he hits like two bombs. I'm like, whatever. Wait. Those are the plays, man. Like I know that Degrom busted, so it didn't matter yesterday. But like when you play those stud pitchers and you play that guy, like that's what that's why you need those cheap guys, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take a victory lap on Degrom. I was screamed on Exxon for an hour not to play him. He just did. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota just doesn't strike out. They, do. they had like 18% strikeout rate, and Garrett Cole was 9% versus DeGrom, 45%. Like. And those Minnesota, like the top five guys, like never strike out, like yeah. ever. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's my victory lap for the day is just the – uh a good victory lap. Zero. I know. I still lost. Mets and you'd really have a victory lap. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I still lost money because I stacked up Arizona every which way, so that didn't work out. But, um, yeah, no, and Chris Davis not in the lineup, so – they're saving us a little bit of trouble. I would play him at a dollar. I just feel like you have to play him at a dollar at that point. You Why, know, though? You can still play whoever you want. I mean, we're talking Yahoo. The only you way know, I think you play him is if, like, say you have, say, cores or whatever the stack is that you love that day. And you, the only way you can get your high-priced stack is if you play him. Why don't you just stack up Seattle? They, they, they go for, like, every day. Every freaking day, man. Now they're going against this dude named Phil Meyer. Like uh, hot streaks don't exist though. I mean, yeah, Tony, they, in the uh, YouTube, some people just tuning in, they want a, uh, they want you to go over the teams with motivation again. They, they missed my whole, I had a whole, I went into it for the people. I know. And I'm going to ask you to do it again because we still have 10 minutes. Yeah. Left, so. I mean, so, so tonight we'll, we'll just go game by game one more time. Just in the West, you have Portland and Denver need to win for, for the positioning so you got if denver wins and portland wins denver gets the two portland gets the three houston gets the four if denver loses houston gets all the way up to the two denver's locked into the two or the three so they get the three portland would get the four and if portland loses and denver wins it's denver houston portland but where it gets real interesting is portland is sitting damian lillard and cj mccollum for some reason i still haven't figured out why they're sitting them but on top of that, they're still favored by four over Sacramento, which you can take it two ways. They're sitting these guys so they want to lose, which would scare you. Or they're just sitting guys just to rest them because they don't care and they'll still try to win, which I kind of think, which makes me like these Portland guys. That covers the West. I mean, these other teams need to win. Like OKC needs to win for position. San Antonio and the Clippers need to win. What is that? Bob Huggins? Who is that? Let's see Eric Crane bobblehead. That's Eric Crane? Yeah. Doesn't look like you. There's no hat on the head. 
I mean, where's there. grandma's hat? It's in the closet. Well, go get it. I mean, I don't want to leave again. I don't want to leave again. Well, I'm talking about the East. Go get it. All right, you go ahead. So in the East, we got Orlando and Charlotte is the biggest game by far because Charlotte needs to win to have any chance to get in. And Orlando needs to win to not get the eight, even though I hope they lose so they get the eight and play Milwaukee. And I think that's the only – Brooklyn needs to win tonight versus Miami. So Brooklyn – will win. I mean, Miami's not going to beat them for position. And Detroit needs to win, and they should kill the Knicks. So, I think that covers all the, the stuff for the second time. I'm just sitting around, you know, should I <laughs> – he said, he said Bob Huggins. Should I go with body – should I mess with body parts tonight, Tony? It looked like Bob Huggins. <laughs> Bob Huggins, it doesn't look anything – Bob Huggins has dude. I got it. Look, hold on. You're going to love this. <laughs> what, are you going to get a Bob Huggins bobblehead? You're gonna love this. All right, let's see it. You like this shirt, first of all. Yeah, I love. I like. I do like that shirt. That Rotowear stuff's good, man. Wait, you have? Wait, hold on. How? What happened in your life that led you to get a Bob Huggins bobblehead? From Cincinnati, man. Look at Skyline Chili. <laughs> the Skyline Chili. The Cincinnati hero. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Speaking of Cincinnati, how are your Reds doing? Uh, they finally scored yesterday. They scored like 20 runs yesterday. I I almost said on ye- on yesterday, I said, man, I'm almost glad the Reds aren't on the main slate because I knew I would stack them up like 100 ways and just see what happened. And then, of course, they went off for 12, and I go, oh. They looked so good yesterday versus that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's Jose Urania. He stinks. The Stunk. worst part was I didn't realize it was an earlier game. So, like, the, my plan for, like, two hours was to stack them, and then I realized they weren't even on the main slate. What's up with the Reds? Because they're doing the same thing tonight, starting the game at uh, 640. I don't know why. I hate how these teams do that. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense even for, like, the home team. Like, 7 o'clock is always a good time to start the game. I'm with you. I do enjoy, though, the um, that we've had more day game slates lately. Like, if you either have that- a day game or a 7. Like, don't make it some weird time, though, 630. Like, make it at 1. Make it at 2, 3. But don't make it at 630 or whatever it is. Reds, why would you do this? Speaking of MLB, let's pivot over to some MLB tonight since, let's be honest, NBA is a shit show. You know, play here, real quick recap. Play three stars on Yahoo. Save money with guys like O'Quinn. Udo. I'm going to win all the money tonight with all this mocking you're doing of it. What do you mean? Oh, because I'm mocking the last one. I want one. you to get in there. We need to script. I mean, I'm going to talk you into scripting it. We're going to chop it. We're going we're gonna to go in together. You're really not. It's not. You're not talking me into scripting. Oh, wait, we're going to chop it up? Does that mean that you're yeah, going to – You don't want to freaking – you don't like money? I mean, if you want a script, I'll help – I'll help uh, I'll help I mean, throw some money in there. We're gonna, what, what's the biggest tournaments tonight? We're going to win it. <laughs> yeah, you damn – you've lost it, man. All right, we'll talk after the show, of course. Devin's going to try and – you know, Devin, he's going to try and kick us off the call and be like, guys, we, we, we got to go. I got to get in. We're just going to be sitting around like, bro, hang on. We got stuff to talk about. That's how we roll sometimes. Is this guy talking trash about Cincinnati in the chat? What is he? Cincinnati is a backwards city, Kentucky North. What is he talking about? Last time I was in Cincinnati, I remember there were a lot of hills. I went to uh, Kings Island. Kings so, Island, there you go. Yep, I had a good time in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. When are you coming back? You haven't invited me, man. We were talking to Stevie. What do you mean? You're invited every day. We were talking to Stevie the other day. We're all going to go to that race, aren't we? We need to. Yeah, we're going to get me, you, and Beer and Stevie, and it's you guys are going to have a conversation. I'm going to have to stand on a pedestal just to be able to hear what you guys are saying because you're all are like – Are you going to beat him in cornhole? 
I mean, I should not be on. You don't want me on your cornhole team. We'll beat them. I mean, I won with Boggs and Dan Bach versus those two. Like, if I can win with those two, <laughs> if I can win with Dan Bach, I better be able to win with Crane. <laughs> They're all talking about Landon in the chat now. Freaking Landon there since oh that's oh that's yeah that's who was talking about the guy that was calling the uh, backward city whatever happened to Landa I know he's on the he's show still, here he's still dead he's still in the ground well I mean it's Dean isn't it like he Landa hosts Grinders Live oh I know Kevin <laughs> Pilar just hit a bomb I wonder if I can take the victory lap for yeah, him I didn't think Kevin Pilar was starting I, I had him in my thing maybe he didn't start he didn't I, start he didn't Kevin Pilar wasn't in the lineup I put him in my expert survey and then I went golfing and he hit a bomb Dude, he wasn't even in the lineup. He just hit a bomb. Yeah, I can tell because by currently I'm winning. I'm going to take a victory lap, and that guy's going to be so tilted, whoever was calling me out earlier. Uh, hold on. I'm pulling out. Did, he, did Kevin Plar start and I missed the lineup change or something? Because the I initial lineup. He started, didn't... but he just hit a bomb. He must have started because he's 23%. Yeah. Oh, man. Whatever. You had me worried because I had him in my survey. I was going gonna... I'm to. I'm almost sure he did not start. Oh, whatever. Way to go. Pilar started. All right. All There's right. 23%. My guess is he started. That's, I know. That's my problem. I'm like, he didn't start. And then I look, he's 23%. And I'm like, either I'm in the greatest tournament ever or I'm a moron. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just in general, if the dude's 23%, I'm going to take the chance. Oh, oh, he led off? Wait, what? How did he I always, get? He always leads off against lefties. He was hitting – I mean, it's a new team. Like, who knows what he's doing? But he's, on, hit, I he's, hit two, he's hit a bomb, like, back-to-back days. Oh, what a freaking mess this is. That's all right. I'm still – Pilar was easy, LOL. Not if he was – not if you thought he wasn't starting. He was not easy if he was not in the lineup. That is correct. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, I got confused. Now I know what happened. Yeah. You didn't look yeah. at my expert survey is what happened. <laughs> I got. I want to see this expert survey now. This kid that was, uh, yeah, this kid that was throwing just got gets rocked by righties. I was looking at this kid's minor league numbers. The guy facing the Giants tonight, like guys were hitting three hundred off. Righties were hitting three hundred off of him in the freaking minors, and it was in like single A ball last year. Like I just loaded up on all these Giants righties. I know what happened now. I know exactly what happened, and uh, I'm not happy about it. At all, yeah, he let off yesterday too. Whatever, screw you guys. I'm still running good. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk baseball tonight, really quick, Tony. We got about ten minutes left. I want to touch on the baseball slate. Um, are we, are you going back to the Mets pitcher that's the in the lowest total of the game of the slate tonight? So this is where this is where the the game theory comes in a little bit for me. Because if Degrom threw a gym yesterday, I would for sure fade Cindergard today. And this this shouldn't be the way it is anyways. It's probably a leak of my own. But because they kind of slapped him around a little bit and it's the lowest total of the night, I kind of want to come back to Syndergaard. But it's the same bad matchup that we didn't like yesterday. Yeah. It's it's a little hairy for me. Here, I'm pulling up my pitcher sheet right now. Um, All right. I don't have it completely updated, but I'm pulling it up. You know, I look at Syndergaard. I think he's fine. I'm not overly excited. Like he's one of those guys that he fits great, and if he doesn't, that's okay too. You know, I'm not yeah. sitting here saying that 
I agree. You've got you've got to play Noah Syndergaard. I think he's I think he's, he's definitely a, not just like a must must play. No way. No, you know I mean he's a worse picture than Degrom is, and not and they're both really good, of course. But the point stands that he's just not as good. I actually like Maeda tonight. I know you're playing. I know he's playing my Cardinals, but like Maeda just is absolutely dominant against righties, and this Cardinal lineup outside of Carpenter just doesn't have any lefties that really scare you. And I think Maeda is just a play that I'm willing to take a shot on, even though we're always concerned about the pitch count with him, right? He's thrown, what, 107 and 91 pitches this year? I, I like my Ada tonight. And I, I hate picking on my Cardinals, but I just really like him, the matchup for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't love that price point, though. I think he might outscore Syndergaard is the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see it where – and you said the pricing. I haven't. I haven't studied the pricing yet. I mean, if the pricing is a lot looser, then I definitely like him more. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the uh, sheet right now with the pricing. Yeah, it's like no, I'm not going to attack Syndergaard chat. Like, don't don't. I'm not playing. Definitely don't play the Twins tonight. Like, I think no. that is bad. Like, I think playing the Twins is real bad tonight. Yeah, so they're like a big underdog in a seven run total in Thor. Very just because. Yeah, it's just it's just silly. There's no reason. The reason to... you don't love Syndergaard is that they don't strike out a ton. That doesn't mean they're going to score ten. It just means they might hit some weak grounders and flies or whatever, like make some easy outs. I do like this uh, Frankie Montas guy facing uh, facing Baltimore. The strikeouts haven't really been there this year. If you look yeah. at the minor league numbers, though, he's been a big strikeout guy down there. He faces Baltimore, who's just I mean, dude, Baltimore's awful. <laughs> Their lineup is terrible. Did you see, I mean, Oakland, they were really chalky last night and they went off. Did you get to see how they scored those first five runs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had Oakland the last two nights. I mean, that means, that means guy, Andy's cousin, he ran so bad. Like, Oakland. (laughs) They were were kicking it around for sure. Like, I think the first four hits, none of them left the infield. And then Simeon just, like, reached his bat out and barely poked a home run over the left field bleachers. Like, it was just, I mean. That means guy like he's not good. He's not going to miss any bats. He's not good for fantasy. But just as far as like Oakland chalk, I feel like Oakland should not have gotten there. The way I was watching watching that game, they, I mean they really didn't get there all that much. I mean the good guys didn't do anything. Dude, I don't know how a team scores double digit runs and none of my players do well. But because that's all I, their good dudes really didn't do much. Yeah, I mean it was Profar that got there. Um, Josh Fegley, Simeon. Who's Fegley always gets there. Fegley is definitely a big T guy. I had I had a lot of John Ryan Murphy last night. He's a versus lefty. He's always going to be good. Yep, I always like John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, there's just, mashes. Yep. Speaking of mashing, bleep Kevin Pilar. That's what I think. That guy is just ah freaking Kevin Pilar. Uh, speaking of uh, pitchers that strike guys out that um, well may or may not be good. Robbie Ray at home against Texas. Any interest there? I like it. I know a lot of people like Robbie Ray. I, I do like – I like targeting Texas with lefties a, a lot. I mean, yeah. there's the – there's the. see, there we go. The chat's another big big team victory lap. Simeon yesterday was my bomb yesterday. See? Chat's giving like- me credit for once. Hey, they love you, man. They love you when you win. Simeon, on the show yesterday, my two home runs were Simeon and Listella, so – Wait, you picked Listella as one of your home runs? My punt, bomb of the day, and he hit two. Uh, that shirt needs to say Tony, not Nick. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Except I didn't cash because I had the Grom. <laughs> it's, 
Whoops. Well, the, hey, these things happen sometimes. Yeah, I'm just pulling up the pitcher pricing over on Yahoo for today. I, what I do you think? Like you Darvish, as crazy as that sounds. Dude, you Darvish is going to be chalk. I understand, but there's a 20 mile an hour wind blowing in at Wrigley. Like, how's how's Pittsburgh going to score? No, I I mean I get it, but I mean he's yeah, going to walk so a million. Guys. He's going to walk a million guys. He could, but God, with that wind, man, it is tough to get hit hard. Like, I would rather pay four bucks more for Kintamayed on Yahoo. I'd rather pay four yeah, bucks. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree completely with you. If they're the same price, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like on DK, like my eight is ten k, and you is seven k. Yeah, well, I'm not playing there tonight because I, I don't want to. There's the three k difference. Yeah, no, I mean that's real. That's like that's a real difference. I, you know, I'm looking at some of these cheap guys. Nothing really. Like Nick Pavetta seems a little too cheap at thirty bucks. I know Frankie Montas is too cheap at twenty nine bucks. I, I love that call. Like I think that's a great call that you threw out there, Montas. Like he. Yeah. Get us a team in there, but let's build one. All right, let's – okay, we'll go uh, Frankie. Ma- I'm throwing my boy Maid in there. All right, he's yeah. 38 bucks. I'm okay. We still have 16 per. And Chris Davis, we start with him, right? I mean, I think you should just get us a Seattle team since they're going to score like 20. Every day. Every day. Look at the pitcher they're going against. Like, they're gonna, how do they yeah. not score 20? Phil, Phil Meyer's bad, man. Like, And plus that bullpen's bad. All right, let's go. We'll throw Nevaez in there. You got to throw uh, – let's see. We'll throw Wood Definitely got to play Vogelbach. Vogelbach, I do like that guy. <laughs> Only 14 bucks. He's cheap. All right, I got Nevaez, Vogelbach. Nevarez is 16 bucks on Yahoo? Yeah, he smashes. I know, but he's cheap on the other sites. Yeah, well, I'm looking for these other guys. Let's play. Even though it's not a Sunday. I actually don't like Seattle on Yahoo anymore. I changed my mind. Whatever, I just got out. Oh, nope, can't get those guys they're in. They're too expensive. Dude, their prices have come up, man. I see that. Like, I can't put, pay $22 for Malik Smith. That's a fair point. <laughs> like, I just I can't do it. <laughs> All right, well, let's clear. Yeah, pick. let's not play Seattle anymore. Like, Seattle. All right. Well, what are some, who are some of the stacks that you like? I was trying to find us a team that we can get behind and, and get into the victory circle here for the people. Uh, I mean, I guess just just build us an Oakland team. These prices are, are cheap enough. I mean, like Morales for eight bucks is like stealing. Dude, Kendry sucks, man. He's eight bucks. I mean, I I might as well play Chris Davis for a dollar if you're going to take a zero. I mean, Hold I'll on. take I'll take Morales, and you can take. Uh, oh, these guys are so cheap. I mean, Pender's wow. ten, Profar's nine. Like I. Yeah, you don't even like need. Grossman, 17, leading off. Like, these guys are way too cheap. Grossman's bad, too. Him and – him and uh, Morales at $8. If you don't like that, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, let's play – all right, I'll throw – I'd rather play this Lariano guy. Come on, bottom of the order. I know you like those guys. Yeah, so play five, six – play five, six, seven, eight, nine. got to play Simeon. We'll play, we can play six, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. You can play six in Yahoo. So, I'll play – all right, I'm I don't even play. like Simeon against righties. I mean, if they're putting up 20 runs, he's hitting second. He's probably going to be involved. Yeah, play play, play Simeon in the the five, six, seven, eight, nine, and let's All right, we'll play Nick Hunley. Yeah, Nick Hunley for sure at seven bucks. Like, Dude, I actually like Nick Hunley. Like, I feel like yeah. he's on the bad raffles. Absolutely, especially for seven bucks. Yep. 
All right, we have 20 left over. All right, we got our – oh, we can still throw another A in there. I'm not – Get a six. Five, six, seven, right, eight, nine. Is Profar what Ch- there yet? What about Matt Chapman? Where's Profar? Chapman sucks. Dude, you can't – killing me. Chapman does sucks. But he's Profar, he's point. second base. You can't play him and Pender. Oh, okay. Play Pender then. Yeah, Pender's a stud. You got Loriano in there? You do? Yep. I can throw another Holy. outfielder. <laughs> Here, I'll How throw another How do I not outfielder. see Kendry's in there yet? My boy needs to be in there. Whatever. Here. All right, I'll throw Kendry's Morales. Yeah, get him in there. Yeah, it's taking a while because Kendry's is incredibly slow. How many – How many? is that six dudes? Yep. Wait, I can't – okay, yeah. Okay, so we got six guys in there. So we got 26 left over per, per position. For which positions? Uh, for outfield and third base. All right, who's the most expensive outfielder? Let's see. It's Christian Yelich against Felix Pena. All right, we're going with that. Yeah. And then at third base, we got 25 bucks left. Oh, uh, we got it. Here, do we want Rendon? I don't really want him. I don't really want Rendon. We can, dude, we can just go up. Like, we can get to Syndergaard here so easily. Do we want to, though, is the question. Yeah, not really. I like our pitchers. I, I feel good about our two pitchers. All right. Well, we're at third third. Do who? Whoever at third. I mean, oh, whoever you know, your favorite I'm, third baseman is. I'm throwing Chapman in there, and I'm taking Kendrys out. Kendrys oh, no. no. Anybody, yeah. take someone out. Take someone else out. Why do you want Kendrys He's, he's going to hit a bomb today for sure. Can he even hit a bomb? How many – do I not call these scrub – these yeah, all, right, all right, I'll take Simeon out. How about that? Yeah, take Simeon out. I don't even like Simeon tonight. All right, so what if I throw the – I'll throw the KC guy in there, Mondesi. I like yeah, him. Yeah, there we go. See, now all we're right. talking. Yeah, I got 25 bucks left over for an outfield spot. Yeah, whoever the person's favorite outfielder is, put it in there. All right, chat, let me know. Who's a $25 outfielder that we want to play? We can go with Conforto, Bryce Harper, Cody Bellinger. Uh, oh, God, get Bellinger in there for sure. He mashes. He's got. He's facing my boy Jack Flaherty, though. I don't care. Bellinger, Bellinger mashes. I mean, he's, you ain't gonna match Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty's a stud. All right, I'm waiting for the chat to let us know who we're gonna be. Who's it gonna be, chat? Pepsi's in there, ready to say Chris Davis, like I heard him say the other day on the show. I'm never gonna get that guy right. Not Wait, the what? good Chris Davis. Oh, the bad Chris. I ain't playing bad Chris Davis, man. Like I call Pepsi out. Oh, we got Bryce. Butters is in there first. Saying Bryce. All right. That is just who it's going to be. Hey, I don't mind rooting for Bryce Harper. Revenge game. He's on a mission, too. He's been, he's been good. Yeah. Oh, Flaherty sucks. Okay. On that note, I know the chat has officially lost it. So we're going to get off here, Tony. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank Yahoo for sponsoring the show. He's good times on the Yahoo show. He's good times with Big T. Tony, you got any thoughts for uh, final thoughts before we jump off here? No, we're going to win the NBA tonight. I know that. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. I'm Eric. He's Tony. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. Fantasy Bar at six of my favorite plays for Wednesday night on FanDuel. Three bats under 4K for you. An ultimate value bat, a strikeout pitcher with big time upside at a discounted price. And of course, my favorite play, the beast of the night. How do you find out who I'm looking at? You belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out.
Welcome in, guys. Wednesday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar. Six guys fresh off the tap for you over on FanDuel today. Again, we'll try to mix in some value, some guys under 4K. We'll get you a picture, and we always end the video with my favorite play, the Beast of the Night. So we'll get to that, but let's start out in the outfield here tonight. A guy that's swinging a power stick right now, outfielder Jay Bruce, 3,600. So don't look at the batting average, but if you look in the home run column, you're going to see seven home runs over the last eight games. So it's gone yard in six of the team's last eight games. And last season, the numbers were not great against right-handed pitching, no doubt. But I'm going to trust the career-long track record of Jay Bruce and the power surge that we've seen this season. So career-wise, we're talking about a Woba at almost 350, an ISO over 230. And when you look at Lopez, a lot of hard contact. Two left-handed hitters last season, almost 45%. Hard contact allowed. The Mariners locked in. Jay Bruce locked in. That price remains a value at 3600 All right, let's go to Oakland here at third base with Matt Chapman, 3400 So another great spot here for Oakland. We saw him put a ton of runs on the board last night. I think they do it here again tonight. And Chapman may be a guy that goes slightly overlooked here. You know, nothing really jumps off the page with his box scores. We know a lot of people, that's all they're really looking at. You know, what have you done for me lately? Not a lot there for Matt Chapman. So hopefully that keeps the masses away outside of you guys here in the fantasy bar, of course. But Chapman, very good righty on righty. 378 Woba last season. Nice 258 ISO for me. Look at Dan Straley. Some of the numbers look pretty good against righty. Some of them look bad, and we'll get into those. But some of them look good, especially that batting average last season. Just 203, but only gave up a 210 batting average on balls in play. So got very, very lucky against right-handed hitters or those numbers could be much worse for Dan Straley so don't let that fool you A's in a great spot Chapman I think breaks out here in a big way righty on righty against Dan Straley so we're talking Oakland we're talking righty on righty you're damn right we're gonna have outfielder Chris Davis 4,000 should just have a permanent seat here at the fantasy bar I can't quit Chris Davis here and I'm certainly not gonna do it in this matchup one of the highest ISOs in the league last season against right-handed pitching at 315, the Woba at 380, the high value hit rate, almost 14% for Chris Davis against right-handed pitchers last season. We mentioned Dan Straley, some of the numbers look good, some of them look really bad as well, especially that hard contact rate approaching 50% against right-handed bats. So Davis, one of the best in the business, a six-pack Hall of Famer. Yes, you see him a lot, but tonight I think it's good reason. I think he bounces back. That's a big day against Dan Straley. All right, we like Oakland. Let's go to the other side. And yes, we're going to do it. We're going to pull the trigger on first baseman Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis, just $500. So Fandle got tricky on us yesterday. Unfortunately, he was not in the lineup. A lot of people still rostered him and took the zero there. But today is the day, and you're going to hear that a lot. And a lot of people, it's just going to be a hot take. But we want to give you the numbers here and tell you why Chris Davis breaks out of the streak. And not only breaks the streak, I think he hits a home run here tonight. Let's start with the matchup against Montas. 219 ISO allowed to left-handed hitters. 376 weighted OBA. A strikeout rate under 13%. And we know Chris Davis will strike out a ton. But when the guy's strikeout rate is less than 13%, that's a great sign for Chris Davis. Montas, 42% fly ball rate allowed. Another great number in the favor of Chris Davis. And a hard contact rate over 42% against left-handed hitters as well. So Montas, a disaster against left-handed hitters. 
pitches is really what stands out here. And you can find all this information in our plate IQ tool over at Roto Grinders. But when we break it down by pitch, Montas loves to use that sinker 60% of the times against left-handed hitters. Well, guess what? Chris Davis hits that pitch extremely well. 398 weighted OBA and a massive 320 ISO. The slider, 18% of the times, still a 243 ISO for Chris Davis. And the fastball, a 241 ISO here. So the numbers all add up. I know the guy's 0 for his last 4,000 at-bats, but I think he breaks the cycle here in a big day. Cash games, you lock him in tournaments. I want to take an overweight approach here. Chris Davis at $500. Yes, the price is great, but the matchup even better here. He gets it going in a big way tonight. All right, starting pitcher. We promised you a guy with some strikeout upside. Let's go out to Arizona with Robbie Ray, 8,100. So Ray always a threat for double-digit strikeouts. You, know, you don't get that out of a lot of guys. And, yes, it's risky as well, but these are the kind of risks that I like taking in daily fantasy baseball because we know strikeouts are king, and Ray can certainly do that. Now, the Rangers, not one of the big strikeout teams out there. In fact, pretty good. They don't have a ton of strikeout guys. You know what else they don't have? They don't have a lot of power, a lot of threats against left-handed pitching. In fact, not a single ISO in their projected lineup tonight goes over 185 against left-handed pitching. And that has been the Achilles heel for Robbie Ray. You know, if he's not striking guys out, he's giving up home runs. He's causing damage to himself in that department. You don't really have to worry about that too much here with the Texas Rangers. Not only that, we get a nice pricing discount here. We look over at DraftKings. Ray, the fourth highest priced starting pitcher tonight on FanDuel, down at seven. So I love him on both sites tonight, but at 8,100 against Texas, I think this is a great spot. And I think he does give us those double-digit strikeouts here tonight at just 8,100. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? I challenge you to get in the comment section. Let me know your play tonight, your beast of the night here. And if you're on YouTube, very simple. All I ask, not only put that beast of the night in the comment section, but hit that thumbs up button, guys. Really helps us out here at the Fantasy Bar. Means a lot to me. And thank you, as always, for stopping by. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. All right, Beast, time we saved you with the $500 salary of Chris Davis and some of the other bats under 4 k Why? So we can spend up in the outfield. Bryce Harper, 4700 tonight's Beast of the Night. So if there's one stunt I'm paying up for tonight, it's Harper. And you have some options. There's a ton of guys up there that you can pay up for. Harper, the guy for me. Why? Because he's been a thorn in the side of his former team. Has already gone deep twice against Washington. Six RBIs already. Against right-handed pitching, we know this guy matches. 259 ISO, a Woba nearing 400, and a high-value hit rate over 10%. You also have the BVP in his corner. Two home runs against Jeremy Hellickson in just 18 at-bats. I love this spot for him tonight. Hellickson been solid against lefties. I think Harper gets the better of this matchup tonight. Easily my favorite play on FanDuel and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Wednesday in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any questions, comments, feedback, get in that comment section. Get your beast of the night in there. Hit that thumbs up button on YouTube. And, guys, again, thanks for stopping by. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Bear saying salut. Best of luck here tonight. We'll see you right back here on Friday with more picks from the Fantasy Bar. We'll see you. It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the Sharp Side app. We are excited to roll out Sharpside Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks 
as you can all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another locked pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app, available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 502 on the dot on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time, which of course, which it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, uh, batting first, leading off, it's one uh, Stevie TPFL. You might know him from such things as NASCAR and the morning grind. Stevie, what's going on, dude? Yeah, going well. I'm ready for Wednesday to be over with. I'm ready for the last day of NBA regular season. And um, when you're doing baseball and basketball content all day, like you're just ready for basketball to be over. Well, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're not excited at the prospect of playing like Gorgie Dang and, and Greg Monroe and the cock Kyle O'Quinn. These guys don't get you all excited. No, not at all. <laughs> Fair enough. I am a glutton and I will play. I'm dabbling. I, I will play some basketball. I did the research on it. So I might as well play it. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's a full-on disaster. Uh, I'm sure you're excited probably for uh, the Magic. Uh, you know, it's been, what, seven, eight years or so? Are we excited about this, making the playoffs? Yeah, I'm excited we didn't tank uh, with a few games left, and um, I'm glad we made the playoff push. But, yeah, I, as a Magic fan, I know that, like, it's not in, like, the ownership blood to tank, like, how you need to tank. So I'm glad they made a push. I'm, I'm hoping they can get, like, a, a legit – point guard like option uh, maybe Fultz shows up in NBA next season but um, they're they're a dangerous little team so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if they can make a run yeah I know nothing about Fultz but like I guess he's an interesting wild card and like all I've seen is how disastrous has been I, I don't watch college basketball but allegedly he was really good at one time so uh, I suppose there is some upside there and they bought him on the chief and uh, Orlando just has a tough time signing big time free agents so maybe that's the route to go and your, your team was too good to tank unfortunately like you couldn't you guys are just much better than everybody else, so you, you know it wouldn't have worked anyway. Uh, and Pepsi, the hockey playoffs are starting. Your uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are in there, I assume. Yeah, that's exciting. They don't play tonight, but the playoffs do kick off tonight, and I'm quite excited. We're in tough versus Boston, but uh, yeah, exciting time of year. We've got baseball in full action here, and the playoffs are starting here. And uh, will Stevie's Magic play my Raptors by chance in round one? No, I don't. Different think conference. So. Stevie? Stevie it depends conference. on what happens tonight. Same oh, conference. Good. They oh, could. So we can end up playing. We'd have to do like a side bet. And I guess because my Raptors are much better, we have to do like a huge side bet again. Yeah, you'll have to take a shot of Pepsi or I don't know. Would you, you, you take a beer bet or you don't? You wouldn't dabble in that, I assume. I mean, it seems fairly safe if, if Orlando's not very good. I'll only take the bet if they're not very good. <laughs> Toronto would probably win. Uh, most, you know, unlike hockey, the best team in basketball wins the playoff series. 90% of the time, seven-game series. But uh, speaking of that, Pepsi, give us a prediction. Is, is we Tampa- have, hold on. Can we have a bet with the Lightning since, you know, Tampa? We can have a bet Ooh, with the Lightning. I got, I got to get there first. If Toronto beats Boston <laughs> and the Lightning, will, they'll win. We will have to go toe-to-toe there as well. For sure, I would do that, yeah. Yeah, that's the bet I like. Yeah, you're a little more secure in that one, eh? <laughs> yeah, you're, I feel better with that one. You follow the hockey? Yeah, I guess you're not too far from Tampa. Can you name, like, four dudes on Tampa's team? Not to put you on the spot um, if you didn't put me in, like obviously like Stamkos, um, yeah. you didn't put me on the spot. There's who's the other really good player from Tampa? Kucherov, is that right? Kucherov, Nikita. Okay. Kucherov. Yeah, if you didn't put me on the spot, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I'll start. I'll start watching hockey now. Like I like playoff hockey. I go to some games when I'm working down in Tampa sometimes. But like, yeah. Vuz Vuz uh, something is the is the the goalie Vuzlovsky. Andre Vasilevsky. Maybe there you the go. Judges, will they give it to me? I don't know. <laughs> i might be out i'm not really sure but uh, I, it's my understanding uh pepsi they are the the best team in hockey it's not even a conversation but there is a variance in, in a hockey series so uh does tampa win at all yes or no i'm gonna say yes i predicted them at the beginning of the year to beat winnipeg in the final uh both teams look pretty good although winnipeg fell off a little bit so i'm gonna take tampa still over winnipeg tampa is just a juggernaut man but like you said, hockey is a little different for most sports. You know, you got four rounds. You got to win sixteen games. It is really a grind. You got to stay healthy and you got to stay consistent. You certainly can't have an injury to your goalie. Even Tampa Bay would be in trouble in that case. So, hockey's the toughest one to win, in my opinion. And it's a uh, yeah, it's a, it's pretty much uh, it's a great ride, really, for hockey players. Even a lot of guys like yourself, Dean, who aren't really hockey fans throughout the season, like Stevie, there they usually jump on board for the playoffs because they are quite exciting in comparison to the regular season. I, I think it takes. Uh, go ahead, Stevie. I was just saying playoff hockey is awesome. Um, is Palat and Strowman still with Tampa? I know those two guys. Yeah, Strowman's not in game one, but they're still on the team, yeah. 
There you go. Um, two sport athlete, right? Marcus Stroman for the Lightning and for the, I, I wasn't aware of us. But uh, all right. So um, we do also want to mention a couple of things before we step aside. It's what, four or five days or so before you got you to have your taxes done it for whatever reason. That's not, not, that's not knocked out just yet. We're going to have a link drop in chat as well too. DFS accounting. They will take, take care of all your DFS accounting needs. Assuming, you know, you're a Rotor Grinders premium member, and they certainly assisted you with the premium content to help you win yourself some money. Uh, you got to report that to old Uncle Sam, and they'll help you out as far as DFS accounting. That's dfsaccounting.com. And there also is that contest still going down as far as the SharpSide app. Again, that, there's going to be a link drop there in chat to uh, give some further information on it. But it's basically sort of like a, uh, what's it, streaking for the cash, whatever they had there at ESPN or so. And there's three different stop points where whoever's in the lead at that time, I don't have the actual dates in front of me, where you win. I think it's a total of, of $2,000 in FanDuel spending money. I know it's a fan draft sponsored show, but just kind of throwing it out there for the people. I think one stop is 500 bucks. One stop is 500 bucks. The other one's 1,000. There's three different times where uh, whoever is in the lead, you know, the next one's creeping up probably in a few days or so. I think it's the middle of the month, three or four days. Get yourself a streak uh, and take the lead. And again, there's a, a link in the forums, a link in the chat. It's going to be dropping in a second. This is a link as far as the Rotogrinders chat, chat, not necessarily the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe and jump on over here to rotogrinders.com. Um, all right, baseball. You guys ready to talk about this non-gamer? Baseballs. Let's do it. Um, so give me the screenshot, Stevie. Uh, the screenshot of this slate. This is kind of where we talk about an overview. What sort of dictates this slate? Is it a cash game slate? Is Are the pitchers are, are controlling it? Are the, are the bats dominating it? And this one, for me, it's kind of sort of in the middle. It's sort of a mixed bag, right? Like, well, what's your assessment as far as this overall slate? I like this slate a lot. Um, I've been looking at a slate pretty much all day. And um, the more I look at this slate, the more I like it. I'm not like your typical cash game player. I do play cash games in baseball. Um, but like last night, like I, I didn't play DeGrom in cash. So like tonight, like I, I think tonight I could play Cindergard in cash. I think he is one of the top options for sure. But I like this slate. We have some mid-tier pitching. We have a ch- couple cheap guys and we have, you know, a couple top tier guys. So like as far as pitching, we have a lot of options and offenses. There's like five or six offenses that I think you can stack tonight. So. Um, really good slate. Pepsi, what's your uh, what's your screenshot of the slate? I would say it's not a really good slate. I mean, I'm playing it, and part of the fun <laughs> is trying to figure this mess out. But I mean, there, I mean, pitching is tough. I mean, it's just disastrous tonight trying to figure out a pitcher you can actually trust. Um, you know, some of the better pitches have tough matchups. Some of the guys in the mid tier that have the upside are just um, volatile. I mean, so it's tough. A lot of offense to like, which is fun. And outside of perhaps Oakland, I don't think you're going to get a higher ownership on any one particular team, which is also pretty cool for tournament play. But it, it's really tough to figure the pitching situation out. So Stevie says the more he lo- looks at it, the more he likes it. The more I look at it, the more confused I get with the pitching. I still have no idea exactly what I'm doing with my pitching. I'm just going to mix and match a little bit. And I've narrowed down the offense. is pretty good here. But uh, it's fun for the fact that I think a lot of people have the same problem as to, you know, how are you going about it tonight? And uh, exactly what, you, what is your strategy for pitching? Because it's a really tough one. We are, we're still waiting in that Texas lineup, which I think will dictate a lot going, you know, as far as tonight's slate, because we talk pre-show and all three of us have uh, varying degrees of interest in one Robbie Ray. And, you know, the book on Robbie Ray is you're supposed to like not roster him when he's going to be chalky and you're supposed to roster him when he's they're not going to be uh, chalky because he's super volatile. And he's another guy who a high K rate, 32% uh, K rate, higher than Paxton, higher than, uh, higher than anybody else in the slate, you know, Noah Syndergaard, big name, but 24.8%. That's clearly a distinct difference. We'll talk about Syndergaard in a second. 
uh, you know, facing that Minnesota team where there's more K's in the lineup today than there was yesterday, but still, you know, good old uh, Williams, the studio is in that lineup, the 0% K rate. Uh, you wanted, I guess he struck out once or twice in the majors or so, but at least in the sample size that I had on him, um, you know, that dude just does not strike out. He does not walk. Uh, but Robbie Ray, you know, certainly an interesting play uh, against the Rangers, kind of see how many lefties they roll out there. Of course, they're going to lose their DH as well. Um, yeah. Well, oh, oh, yeah, I did want to point that out as far as uh, I, I was looking at the plate IQ before, as we talked about the other day. And yesterday we talked about DeGrom, and we, we got, like you were saying, we backed off a little bit saying this Minnesota lineup is just not suited for strikeouts in case of King. And then on the fly, we're looking at Granke, and Granke all of a sudden had that great matchup that popped against Texas. So, so uh, you know, Stevie said he didn't end up in DeGrom with cash, and I pivoted after the show. I, I ended up uh, saving a few bucks and went to – went to Greggy just because of uh, what the plate IQ was telling me, what the lineups were telling me. So, Pepsi, uh, you know, I know you're not exactly sure as far as pitchers, <laughs> but, but what are you doing as far as Thor, as far as Syndergaard? Paxton, obviously, a really good pitcher, and he gets the, a Houston team we're normally scared of, but they're wounded. There's no Bregman. Uh, there's no Bregman today. There's no Mike Trout today, and there's no Chris Davis from Baltimore. So all three studs are going to take a seat today. Gary um, Sanchez as well. Out. Yeah, no Gary Sanchez as well. So, uh, Pepsi, let, let's, let's talk about these pitchers. He's got a roster two on phase draft. you got a roster two on DK. Um, yeah, well, what's the plan as of right now? Yeah, I'm not really on Syndergaard, and it's not because of the fact that – I wasn't on DeGrom yesterday either, but it's, it's not really about the Twins. It's more about the, the pricing, really, and, and me just not trusting uh, Thor to, to, to rack up the case here at that price point. I think his price is reasonable on DK in fantasy draft. Even Vandal, it's fine. I just, I just can't get on board. So, Twins, does this rake out a lot? They're awful pesky. Yeah, they lose the DH and whatnot still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in cash games, I'm fine with Thor. I'm not playing a lot of cash. Rather, like Stevie mentioned, it's more of a GBP night for me. So I'm looking for the upside, you know. And, and, I, and I like McHugh with Sanchez in the lineup. I think the strikeouts are there. But, you know, I want to see this Texas lineup. That's what I'm excited about. You know, I like Robbie Ray tonight. At the very least, we're going to get strikeouts. We might get six strikeouts and five walks. You know, I mean, yeah. it's pretty dangerous. But I think we're going to get strikeouts. So I'm likely staying in the mid-tier. I like Robbie Ray. I might get a little more McHugh. As you look at that Yankees lineup, you got no Sanchez, a 26% strikeout rate according to the plate IQ, which is pretty good. And McHugh's a, I'm a fan of McHugh in general. And going down a little more, call me crazy, but I kind of like Brandon Woodruff. I like him as a pitcher. The strikeout rate is very good. I know we don't have a, a, a big sample size of him as a starting pitcher. you got no Trout in that lineup now. It's watered down. I realize I don't strike out a ton. But if Woodruff, more so maybe on, on Fando where he's 73, if he goes six inning strikes at five, I'd certainly take that. Now, on, on DK or fantasy draft, there's an argument to pay a little more for McHugh, and that's probably what I'm up doing is doing the Woodruff on Fando and the and the and the McHugh on uh, on DK with getting some Robbie Ray in there as well. But uh, I just don't need a top tier guy. Paxton scares me just because Houston's so tough, and Syndergaard again not a great matchup. The highest point pitcher. I'm probably going mid-tier arms. Yeah, I mean, is Houston so stop- – that's just a uniform, right? We're Springer, Altuve, Brantley, Correa, but then it kind of sort of falls off. Gurriel's fine. White, you know, you could definitely get, a, get the better of him. Uh, Aledemus Diaz, Max Stassi, Jack, uh, Jake Bariznik. I don't know. And Paxton's just so good as far as the K rate, as far as the walk rate. There are the, the Crawford boxes lurking there for the righties, I suppose. But uh, I feel like he's kind of sort of lost in the mix. Stevie, let's bring in as far as, far as the guys that, that Pepsi was talking about. Uh, Woodruff is interesting just because he's facing a terrible Angels lineup without Mike Trout. Um, you know, Paxton joins the conversation. How much do you think the uh, uh, McHugh, uh, his K rate, obviously that K rate's kind of sort of inflated because that was out of the bullpen last year. How much does that take a hit now that he's starting? 
Um, it depends. Like through his first two starts, he's throwing his slider more than he's throwing his fastball, and that that's his pitch. Like if he's going to continue to commit to throwing the slider and throw it a lot, we saw this with Lance McCullers um, when he was with Houston. He, he would throw his curveball more than he would throw his fastball. And if McHugh is going to throw his slider a lot, I think he's a guy that could absolutely be a high strikeout guy um, in, in baseball. I don't know if we'll necessarily see 33%, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see like 28%. I think it takes a dip, but I don't know if it's going to take a massive dip. And then when we look at like this Yankees lineup, I'm actually sad that Sanchez is out of the lineup because I think that Sanchez is a guy that might have kept more people off of McHugh. Um, and, you know, with Sanchez out, you know, I, I think McHugh's um, one of my favorite plays. I'm actually debating on if I'm going to play Syndergaard or McHugh in cash on DraftKings. I have two lineups made. Um, Woodruff is my SP2 in both of those lineups. So I'm just kind of just debating on, do I want the extra bat with McHugh or do I just want to take the safety and play Syndergaard? If it was yesterday, it would be McHugh because you wouldn't have the salary to roster Syndergaard. But it is worth noting, I'm sure you noticed this, Stevie, that DK loosened up their salaries. You caught that, I imagine? I'm actually sad, man. I like the tight salaries. Bring it on. I, I, I think there's make- a happy median. Uh, that's sort of my thought process. Today is kind of the happy medium, right? Like today, there's enough cheap bats that you can make everything work, right? What happens, though, when, like, Max Scherzer and, like, another, like, you know, top 10 pitcher pitches and, you know, you used to be able to do, go double barrel. Like, that's, that's something I love to do in cash and just kind of just make it work. But uh, I'm curious how it's going to work going forward, obviously. Today, well, you just, you just want to, like, uh, let, me, let me get 50, 60, 70 points for my pitchers and yeah. get all the bats, too. Like, that's not how it should be. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to stack cores with that. I'm saying I'll just make it work as far as give me, like, the, you know, bats that are competent but not completely putrid. I don't know. That's... I don't know. I, I like the pricing. I, I'm glad that they made it tougher. Um, you were asking about Paxton. I don't mind Paxton. I, I think he's an interesting tournament pivot. I think Robbie Ray is probably the better tournament pivot um, than Paxton. If I had to choose one of the two, but I will say one thing with Paxton is, you know, he's a massive strikeout guy. And when we look at Houston, they're a little bit better against righties than they are against lefties. They don't have as much power against lefties as they do against righties. Um, so I, I think there's an argument to be made to look at Paxton here. Um, I, if I probably will have Paxton on one of my five teams um, today. Yeah, I mean, the tricky part with him, of course, is that not just some good bats that we talked about, but Altuve doesn't strike out much. Brantley barely strikes out. Uh, Guriel doesn't strike out much at all. And even Elizabeth Diaz, Elizabeth Diaz doesn't K much either. Collectively, we're looking at 21.2% as far as uh, the entire lineup, but that's kind of backloaded to it. Marisnik and Stassi both over 30%. Springer at 23%, White at 25% change. That, of course, is coming straight from the plate IQ, and I, I believe I put it, that's last season. I like to sort of extend it out for the last two seasons, get the figure sample size, which is generally truer, uh, and I would imagine that basically shows the same thing. Uh, Pepsi, you want to talk? Oh, here's an interesting thing. Like, so, you Darvish, it's my understanding, nobody's going to pitch you Darvish, right, because he can't throw a strike, right? He's got like 11 walks, like five or six innings, whatever it is. And everybody every wants to play Robbie Ray. He can't throw strikes either. Like, he has got 10 walks, like 10 innings. You know, it's just interesting. That that's just an observation there. And I'm, I want to play Ray much more, you know, much quicker than I want to play Darvish as well, too. But there is some upside in theory if Darvish can just, like, control the ball. But I guess that's the entire – that's his entire job, and he hasn't been able to do that just yet. Well, Darvish hasn't really looked the same since he got hurt. He's he's come back from Tommy John. He's not really got it together yet. We don't even know if he's the same pitcher. 
we know who Robbie Ray kind of is. We know we can throw a gem from time to time. He was healthy most of last season. Yeah, he took a step back, but the year before that, he was fantastic, right? He also have a Texas lineup that should strike out a lot, especially if they remain left-handed. If they go a little more right-handed, the lineup becomes a little more, you know, less potent. So um, that puts Ray in play more for, for Darvish. And, of course, Pittsburgh is a, is a team that doesn't strike out, makes a lot of contact as well. So that, you know, if he had a high strikeout team there, let's let's say you Darvish is facing, I don't know, Tampa Bay or the White Sox, and he strikes out a lot of the Jays, and he had Ray versus Texas, you have a conversation now. But with him facing Pittsburgh and looking completely awful, yeah, there's just no conversation. It's easily Ray and 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 Darvis does miss the cut for me tonight, despite the fact that we think we don't even know. We think the upside still remains. Steve, you have a thought on that? Dean. But you Darvish is projected for 31% today. Uh, why do you say nobody's playing him? Like he's one of the chalkiest pitchers on the slate. Like it, like people are playing him with the wind blowing in at Wrigley and the really cold weather. Like Darvish has been talked about across the industry today. Uh, well, the weather and the wind don't matter if you can't throw strikes, right? I don't disagree with you. I'm not playing him. I'm just telling you like his projected ownership is really high and people have been talking about him all day. Okay. I'd be so shocked that, if he was 31% owned. Absolutely floored. As would I. Uh, that, that's a misread by me. Uh, I, I did not think you would be that popular. Let's ask the chat. There's a chat on you, Darvish. I'm curious what the chat thinks about him. Uh, Pepsi, it doesn't sound like you're on Darvish. Like, yeah, like, like it's a great, it's great conditions. I don't, I assume maybe the wind can blow like the balls into strikes. I have no idea how that works. <laughs> but uh, we talk about that with quarterbacks who have no accuracy. Um, yeah, Stevie, I mean, are, you, all three of us, it sounds like we're not playing Darvish. Just, I, I would rather play – I think I'd rather play Jordan Lyles in the same game before I would play Darvish. Lyles is a guy that has strikeout upside. Um, the Chicago team can strike out. Like, if I was going to play one of those two pitchers, it would be Lyles. Um, I, I honestly – I really do think Darvish is going to push, like, 25 to 35% ownership tonight. Looking at playing Syndergaard with him and being able to stack all the bats up. So, I, I really do think that – I think you guys are wrong. I think Darvish is going to be really, really popular today. All right, Chad is chiming in. One big T. You might remember him from such things as the last show. Uh, he says, you is uh, you Darvish, that would be, is super easy. A three square, he called it. He said definitely it'd be 30%. Uh, of course, this is 2%. Uh, this is two pitcher sites he's talking about. Uh, so, yeah. And again, I, I have to note, uh, I have not acknowledged the weather, and I do all this stuff. I listen to Kevin Roth. You guys know Kevin Roth is on crunch time. It'll tell us what's going down weather-wise there in Chicago. And he's got, he's got a pretty cool – you know what? Maybe we'll do that for the screen share. Can we show uh, Kevin Ross' weather tool? You guys think that's a good idea? Maybe? Just throwing it he's out there? tell you not to play hitters in that game. Yeah, well, I think it's an interesting – yeah, <laughs> of course. But that just to show what, how the tool works, though, I, I probably should have ran it by Roth. But, you know, what do they say? Like, ask for forgiveness if we're permission? He'll be fine with it, I'm sure. Uh, I believe it's actually <laughs> a packet. It's part of the, uh, the premium package. Is it not, Stevie? It is. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think another another cheap pitcher you can look at is you say um, Kikuchi as well. Like the Royals, a team that struggles with left-handed pitching. Same reason that we kind of looked at Marco Gonzalez yesterday. I think this is a spot we could look at Kikuchi here. He's making, I think, his fourth start of the season already too. So he's a little bit more stretched out than maybe a guy making his second start. So I actually I actually think Kikuchi is an interesting you know play. I don't know if I'd play him in cash. Uh, with his price so close to Woodruff. And I think Woodruff with, you know, Trout out of that lineup, you can look at Woodruff and Cash, me personally. But Kikuchi's a guy that I like um, for tournaments tonight, knowing just how bad this Royals lineup is against lefties. 
That Royals lineup, I, you know, it's funny. It was something I was looking into before the show when I wasn't looking at weather in Chicago. Uh, the Royals lineup, this is the lineup that's going to be fun, right, guys? Uh, one, two, three at the top. They got all the speed, all the speedsters, all the wheels. Uh, Whit Merrifield, Billy, Ham- Billy Hamilton, and then uh, Adalberto Mondesi. And then, of course, the pop, the power, the Jorge Soler batting fourth. Uh, I was looking into Kikuchi's ability to hold on runners. And, of course, he only, he's only pitched three games. Uh, he is a lefty, and traditionally lefties are better holding on runners. But he has given up one stall base where it's worth. I don't believe he caught anybody. But, uh, I mean, I just love the, the idea of, like, double steals. And, like, there's going to be games. This Kansas City team, right, racks up, like, six or seven steals. I don't know if this is the battery to exploit necessarily if, uh, you know, uh, Kikuchi and uh, Navarez. But just something to keep your eye on, I suppose. Uh, Pepsi, let's talk hitters. What hitters are dominating the slate? I think that you're uh, the guy that you want to highlight. Your favorite hitter is probably on one of the more popular teams today. Yeah, I imagine Oakland's going to be pretty popular. Chris Davis is my top hitter on the slates. I mean, really, Dan Straley's your starter. Your bullpen's awful. It's a good hitting environment. Uh, he's very reasonably priced, especially on Vandal, on more so, I guess, than DK and Fantasy Draft. But he masters right-handed pitching. Uh, I believe Stevie said it best in expert survey today, second-best ISO all in, in all of baseball versus righties last year. I mean, Chris Davis, to me, is, is a must-play in your casket lineups, and I think he's your top GPP option as well, and less – you're looking to be contrarian, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I just love me some Chris Davis tonight. Uh, Stevie, you want Davis in the, in the A's? Yeah, I love the A's. Um, they're obviously going to be the most popular stack on the slate. The two cash lineups I'm debating between, like, McHugh. McHugh gets me Davis, and Syndergaard does not get me Davis. So that's why I'm still kind of debating because I, I love Chris Davis in the spot. But I, I think that – yeah, Oakland's going to be very popular for a good reason. Uh, Straley's garbage. You know, his – if you just think about, like, Straley pitching in Miami and getting help from that ballpark, <laughs> he's not going to get that help anymore. He's a massive fly ball guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. So, even if it doesn't work out with Oakland tonight, we're going to attack Dan Straley as much as possible uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was on the A's heavy yesterday, and that was because, well, the word was on the street was that he was actually going to be the long reliever because uh, Andy Means' kid brother – was not expected to go very long. Now, he didn't pitch, but they gave him the, the spot to start today. And <clears throat> I agree with all that. He was protected being in the National League. He was protected being in Marlins Park. And he will be exposed against this Oakland lineup. And I, I suspect they'll give up a couple a couple domes. At least one is on layaway for sure. I'm with you, Pepsi. Uh, Stevie, your favorite hitter, maybe it's your favorite team. Where are you looking? I'm going right back to the well and the Brewers. I talked about them a lot on the podcast yesterday. Stacked them up. They made me some money last night. Mustakis is a guy that I really like. Shaw is a guy that I like. And if just you're just looking at like pricing today, like the Brewers are, they're not terribly expensive. So um, that bullpen is full of right-handed arms. They don't have any lefties. You get a pitcher that's very hittable that's starting this game. So if they get to this pitcher early, that bullpen has just been gassed uh, in this series already. So this is a spot that I, I really like the Brewers. I like Mustakis. They hit sinkers really well. And they should be able to crush in this matchup. So um, Brewers right behind Oakland as like my top stack. And then one of the other reasons that I like Woodruff so much is because I do think he'll have run support here and he'll be able to pitch with a lead. It's like groundhog day, man. I'm with you. I like the Brewers. Yesterday was all about the Oakland and the Brewers. And once again, I'm going back there. Uh, I think th- those are two of our favorite teams. Let's jump around the horn, give our favorite plays at each position. Pepsi, catcher, what do you have for me? Uh, like the lefties in Milwaukee, so Grandall might be the best overall bang for your buck. Uh, you can pay up to Ramuto, obviously, in a good matchup versus Hellboy there. And for value, I mean, I don't love the matchup versus Maeda, but Molina, 2.8 on DK. I mean, it's the only site we have to play catches on, right? So I'm going to talk about DK. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. 
Stevie? Yeah, you know, he pretty much nailed it. Grindall is, I think, my top play. I think if you want to pay up and get Real Muto, he's certainly okay. On the cheap end, I love punting catcher, but, you know, Saravelli's 3-3 batting third. Um, I know the wind and all the weather and all that stuff, but, like, with with Darvish pitching in that game, like, there are there is RBI potential even with singles and doubles. So, like, Saravelli at 3-3 is not bad. Molina at 2-8 is like just a, an absolute punt. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay paying up for Ruuthu if you can find the salary. And, again, it's a little bit looser on DK tonight, so you can definitely make that work. And we're looking at Tellboy. Uh, you know, he's got the lowest K rate on the slate, and he's got the highest home run the fly ball rate. I'm sorry. He's at the highest uh, home run per nine uh, rate uh, on the slate. So that's a bad combination. Uh, yeah, I think Hellboy gets exposed. I think Philly absolutely uh, pummels him. Uh, throw him to the conversation with the Brewers and, and Oakland for me as far as my favorite teams. Stevie, start us off at first base. Vogelbach is there anybody else like this guy is just hitting everything thrown at him like we get it we get a, a Kansas City team that they've been getting beat up really bad by bats and they're going to be bringing in Phil Meyer who probably is not going to pitch deep into this game like we potentially are going to get Ian Kennedy out of the bullpen here like oh, this is a really? spot that I like I love Seattle um, yeah Ian Kennedy is one of the long relief guys for Kansas City so this is a spot that I think Kansas City mashes. They're they're one of my favorite teams as well. Um, to throw them up there, Oakland and Milwaukee, but Vogelbach, man, he's just he's hitting everything. And when a guy's hot like this, he's just seeing everything. So I really like him. I think there is you know a reason to pay up for Hoskins today. Hellickson, like you guys have been talking about, terrible, great ballpark. So, and then my like sneaky play is Pete Alonso. Um, I, I think the Mets have some upside in this game and. You know, Odorizzi being a reverse splits guy, I think Pete Alonzo um, is a guy that looks like a guy that can hit a home run and uh, be a sneaky home run play. Absolutely. What do you, I mean, the funny thing you mentioned about Vogelbach, by the way, and like I don't disagree, he's a fine play, but you could also argue he's like the third best first baseman on his team. <laughs> the way uh, Jay Bruce and, and Carnacion have been matching as well, too. Uh, kind of tricky as far as making that work as far as the stack. Well, I guess uh, – a- DK, you'd have a hard time. We could throw Bruce in the outfield. Got to pick up the Vogelbach and Nakashio. Of course, on fast draft, you can actually play all three. Uh, Pepsi, first base, what do you have for me? Yeah, I was just going to show, you know, Encarnacion, obviously, um, you know, in that mix of Seattle there. But uh, Stevie pretty much hit on everybody, like Hoskins as well, obviously, with the Phillies, uh, some value. Kendris Morales hitting fifth, yeah. sixth in that lineup there. Um, you know, he's just too cheap industry-wide. And, again, he's, he's, the stats aren't there for him necessarily, but a guy that's been hitting the ball pretty hard. And yeah, bat five right there, man. Chris Davis, I love that. And if you don't like Davis or sorry, uh, Morales, you want to get some uh, remain with some value plays. You can still go to Justin Bohr, who's going to be batting. Where did we get that lineup there yet from the Angels? We have not yet. He's probably be hitting what third in that lineup again. So if you want to get off Morales and stay cheap, maybe I'll be a little contrarian and less chalky. Uh, Justin Bohr is a value play as well. I was really bummed that the Thames did not crack the lineup last night for Milwaukee. I'm not really sure why they had to play. Uh, they played Gamble. They played a oh, similar dude that wasn't very good. He actually got swapped out. Thames pitched it for him later in the game. But I imagine versus the righty, and especially with the bullpen that's all right-handed, Thames is going to get four uh, four cracks against the Angels. And uh, I, he might get buried in the lineup, but being locked into the nine innings by hitting on the road, a uh, very, very strong chance he gets those four ABs either way, no matter when he gets them. So uh, I, I like Thames a good bit for tournaments. Second base, Keystone position, Pepsi, that's yours. Yeah, Stevie's guy. So it's Mike Boustakis again. As Stevie mentioned, you know, painted very hittable, especially with lefties. Moose is hitting the ball well. Um, that park is underrated in terms of home runs for lefties, and it's an all right-handed Angels bullpen that's taxed. I mean, this is a good spot for Moose again. 
still moderately priced industry-wide. Uh, for value, Jerks and Profar, and he's batting with seven on that order, but still had a big night the other night. Profar is too cheap. Love all the Oakland bats on the road here. He should still get four bats, maybe more, despite being lower in the order. And I guess the one wild card is probably Merrifield. You know, we, I, I yeah. don't think exactly of these uh, Royals here today, but uh, hit lefties well. He's got the stolen base upside at some point as well, so I don't mind if it's a bit of a, uh, a wild card. But uh, Moose is the top guy, and Profar is the value. Cano is also just too cheap on DK, which is just sort of strangely priced there. And uh, he's sort of paralleled there on fast draft as well. at 7.2K on fast draft, and on uh, DK is 3.8. Like, that just seems too cheap for a guy of his talent. I know it's a reason kind of reverse flipsy. Uh, what do you have for at second base there, uh, Stevie? Pretty much everything you guys said. Um, I okay. don't really have anybody else to add. Like, you, know, you can make an argument for Jonathan VR. He's he's off to a really strong start. He's going to be really low owned because he's the most expensive second baseman on the slate. So you can make an argument for him. You could also make an argument for Tommy Listella. Like I know we're uh, we talked about playing Woodruff and like I yeah. like Woodruff and I'm going to play him in cash. But like if you're really wanting to load up your lineup, maybe you're playing like a Syndergaard or a McHugh or something. You know, Tommy Listella is going to be 2,800, and he could potentially bat second or third in this game. So just kind of playing the price tag with Listella is all I, all I wanted to bring up. For what it's worth, guys, no uh, no pressure or anything. But yesterday when we did the dog predictions, uh, I believe Big T picked Tommy Listella as his cheapie. Uh, he kind of fell into that one. So good. And uh, I, I only mentioned that because I wanted to mention that uh, somebody else picked the uh, Grand Doll. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only get so many victory laps, people. Uh, yeah, I try to be as modest. Dean's not used to being right, so no, no, I don't I gotta give it to him. He doesn't mention yeah. the last time I was on the show, I nailed all three of my dongs in each team. <laughs> talk about that, Woody. I wanted to see how modest you're gonna be. <laughs> I think I actually I was at least two for three, if I'm not mistaken. But all right, we'll move on. That now the bar is raised too high, and we're all we're gonna go over nine combined. Let's just lock it up that way. Uh, third base, Pepsi Hot Corner. What do you have for me? I think it's Chapman at the top. Again, it's likely going to be an Oakland bat leading or being, you know, somewhere in the middle each time we go here. Just love the ace tonight. Travis Shaw, again, another left-handed bat from the Brewers. No surprise there. And uh, the wild card for me, uh, Escobar. Eduardo Escobar, we know Lance Lynn gives up to lefties. He's hitting the new about order there. Um, he's pretty cheap industry-wide, so I, I like him for value as well. The chat's giving me the business. Big T's upset that I said fell into, Estella. Um, my apologies. It was a great uh, – I'm sure he was studying the uh, – the plate IQ and the, you know, the, the hot zones and the heat lamps and all that. And uh, yeah, the, the chat's going to give it, it, it. We're having fun here, people. Uh, all right. Well, what do you have for you there, Stevie, as far as third base? Um, yeah. Matt Chapman, Travis Shaw. Um, Shaw under 4K. Um, really like that price tag. I think Max Muncie's a little interesting here as well. We haven't really talked about the Dodgers a lot or if any. Um, and, and this is a spot that I think the Dodgers lefties are in play. You know, when we look at Flaherty last season, gave up a lot of hard hard contact. He's a guy that throws in that, like, 92 to 94 range. And that's kind of like that, the range that the Dodgers really hit well. So, I think Muncie is an interesting, like, tournament pivot. And you can play him at first base, too. Um, we didn't mention him over there. We didn't talk about Flaherty or Maeda. And, like, Stevie, I, I just want this game to be, like, 4-3. Not a lot of strikeouts. Not a lot of homers. Fairly quiet. Uh, I think I'm mostly ignoring this game. I'm, like, pretending it doesn't exist. I think that's the plan right now. Uh, what, what are you doing? You know, these are good pitchers. Pretty, pretty, you know, they're fine lineups. What are we doing here? Yeah, like um, Flaherty is super talented. The guy has a lot of talent. I just I worry about taking a pitcher against the Dodgers anytime. The the lineup is just so stacked up and down. And Kenta Maeda, you know, he's certainly in play here. They they ran out a lot of righties against him. 
The only issue that I have with Kenta Maeda is he throws a lot of pitches and they don't let him go deep into games. So they have this year, Stevie. He's gone 91 and 103, I believe, in his two starts. Yeah, I was shocked. His first start of the season went over 100 pitches, um, which was really, really interesting. But, you know, they both have a lot of strikeout upside. And if I had to pick one of them, it'd probably be Maeda just because there's six righties in that lineup or five righties in the pitcher or something. So. Maeda definitely has the more like the more upside, but you know, both those guys are probably gonna be low owned because like even us, like we even just skipped over them as we were talking about pitchers. Yeah. Well, I guess everybody's rostering huge huge darkness, which I wasn't aware of either. But I understand why. I, I get it. You know, the key is he's got to throw strikes. I wonder if he has a, a pitcher's umpire. We should dig into that as well, too. Have you looked at it yet, TV? Or do you know offhand what kind of umpire Who's he that? has? Darvish. Darvish's umpire is a massive hitters umpire oh, oh boy <laughs> who are the while well, you're there steve this is a good question here who are the uh pitchers that woodruff, are having good pitching umpires tonight woodruff has the best umpire um him and um pina that's and everything else is really neutral like you know out, outside of colin colin McHugh, the yankees umpire alon aflonzo or whatever he's he's another extreme hitters umpire but um i still i'm perfectly okay with taking that Stevie, shortstops. Corey Seager is a guy that stands out to me when I'm just looking at price. Like, he's 3,700. I know he has a tough matchup against Flaherty, but when we consider, like, just talent at shortstop alone, like, Seager should never be, like, 15th down. Um, so, I, I think Seager's interesting. I think if you want to pay up, there's there's a ton of options. Um, you know, continuing with our Oakland love, Marcus Simeon's batting second. He's 4,100. And Gene Segura, um, those are probably my two favorites outside of just looking at Seager because of his price. So is Seager a, a name brand? Is, is, is he like, I, my concern with Seager is like I'm not certain he's what he was before the injury. Mm-hmm. But what is your what is your thoughts on that there, Stevie? Only time's going to tell. Like, yeah. you know, he, he's had some really good games this season. Um, I've watched a lot of Dodgers games for some reason. I think that's always the case. But He's a jock dance, right? Know, they're on the West Coast, and you're, like, you're working, and you're, like, doing everything to get ready for, like, the podcast. So, um, I, I think he looks good at the plate. It's just going to – is the power going to come back? He's still quick hands, and, you know, he's still very patient. It's just more of if the, if the power is going to come there or not. That's my question. And like you said, like, we don't really know, right? Uh, and then something I want to look into is the exit velocity off the bat. I'm curious what that is because that might tell something. Uh, Pepsi, short stop, what do you have for me? Yeah, my top two, Semyon and Segura. Uh, I agree with Stevie there, and uh, I think the wild card again becomes uh, Alberto Mondesi. I think that I like the the fact that, again, like like Merrifield, he's facing a lefty. He's got the speed there and uh, Jack in a bag upside. There you go. You got it in. You hit the quota. One. You got to mention at least one time. Uh, <laughs> let's see if you smash the over later on the show. Stay tuned for that. Pepsi, start off. Start us off with the outfield. Uh, it's Chris Davis that's off for me, my favorite player on the slate. Uh, Bryce Harper, obviously, the Phillies, we love the uh, we love them. Uh, Christian Yelich, uh, also, I mean, another high-priced bat that could get overlooked tonight because everybody's using Davis and Harper, I think, ahead of them, maybe even Hoskins, depending on the site um, as well. So I think Yelich can get overlooked in those Brewer stacks. So I would suggest try to get Yelich in to your Brewer stacks. And for value, Robbie Grossman's pretty cheap. He's leading off. I mean, he's not a great hitter, but um, he could do a little bit. I think he's still your bag as well up there. And uh, – I love all the Oakland value tonight. Stevie, where are you looking at the outfield? Um, I definitely disagree with Yelich. I think he's one guy that I might actually leave off my stack. You get a, a sinker baller that creates a lot of ground balls against a guy that hits a lot of ground balls. Like, I think Yelich could do his damage against the bullpen, but 
I'm kind of worried about the matchup. Like, I don't like playing Yelich against sinker ballers. I don't like playing Yelich against ground ball pitchers. So, um, love Chris Davis. Obviously, we talked about him. I, I think the the Seattle outfielders are also interesting. Jay Bruce, like we talked about, you can play him in the outfield. Um, outside of that, has anyone mentioned Bryce Harper? I'm sorry, Pepsi mentioned him. I missed it. Well, we we talked about stacking them. Uh, I think like you, Bryce Harper is definitely on fire. Um, the other team that kind of is flying under the radar that I'm definitely going to have at least one, if not two stacks of tonight is the Mets, uh, Conforto, Nimmo. Um, mm-hmm. not only are they cheap, like they have so much upside in this matchup and Oda Rizzi, Yeah. He's a reverse splits guy, but he was more neutral last season and he's just looked absolutely awful to start the season. So I, I think this is a spot that you could look at the Mets, um, Conforto, Nimmo, and, and all those guys, really Alonzo, um, all off to a really strong start to the season. All right, let's uh, let's take a peek at premium, boys. Uh, let's see, we're going to look at the uh, Ross weather page in a second. Lineup HQ, we'll take a look at that also as far as the umpire data, as far as where to find that. Not going to give it all away. Just want to give a little bit of a taste, of course. Uh, other things we have that you're not seeing today is our expert survey, cheese and billion dollar musings, uh, you know, plate IQ uh, premium, the lineup HQ premium, consensus value rankings, the podcast, which is what, four, five, six days a week or so, give or take. I'm always looking short that is. I listen to that in the morning. The premium podcast with Cheese and Nate and Andy. And uh, I'm not sure if Andy's made an appearance on there just yet, to be honest. Tuttle, it's good times. All right. Uh, Ross Weather Tool, just going to take a peek at it. And well, I pulled it up uh, specifically as far as Chicago to let you know basically uh, like uh, conditions as far as the weather, how it affects home runs, total runs, and ERA. Uh, and I know he's talked about this on Crunch Time where uh, he uses the Sharp Side app, but he like he'll you know wager picks on it, and he says his record's really good. I don't recall what it is. I don't know what his updated record was, or maybe this was last year. He had a really positive record based upon strictly just the weather. Uh, and we're talking about the Chicago one specifically, guys. Uh, so based on 99 games uh, matching the current conditions today, home runs get a 30% hit, 30.6%. They go down. That's not good. Uh, total runs minus 6% and ERA minus 10.4%. So just sort of worth noting there. And obviously that's kind of reflected in the total of the game, which is what, seven and a half or so. Trying to see if anything else kind of sort of pops. Uh, St. Louis has a positive number as far as homers, plus 8%, plus 14.2% uh, as far as uh, runs projected. That's in a 55-game sample. Uh, do you guys have this pulled up by chance or not so much? Yeah, I was watching a lot here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was just trying to see if there's anything else that kind of sort of pop. But uh, this is a part of the premium uh, Ross uh, weather tool. It's yeah, but you want to look for outliers. You want to look for extremes, obviously. Uh, well, like you can like, just go. You can go right up from the Cubs, and the game right above it is the Dodgers and Cardinals. You know, we didn't really talk about that game too much, but with it being in the 70s, it's one of the better games on the slate as far as weather. Um, decent dew point. Like we actually see an increase in home runs here where I think every other game on this slate is a decrease. Uh, so, you know, stuff like that is always interesting when you, when you're looking through it, like you look at the angels game and you know, you see that the home runs are not really up, but the runs are up uh, with it being in the seventies. So um, just, you know, you kind of, kind of pay attention to weather when it comes to baseball, because when it's hotter and you know, the ball's just going to fly better. And you know, when it's colder like this, not only are the players miserable, um, the ball is just going to die, um, especially when the wind's blowing in at Wrigley. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Start loading up some questions on YouTube as well because our fabulous producer, D-Train, who, by the way, he won himself a GVP last night. So good good job, D-Train. From watching, uh, that was all from his own research. It had nothing to do with this show. 
Dean's trying to get credit again. Yes. Fishing for compliments. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing pre-show. I was waiting for it. I'm like, Devin, anything is you're welcome. Devin, you're well. No, all right. Yeah. Congratulations, Devin. Uh yeah. So you start loading up those questions on YouTube and load them up in the, you know, here at Roman Runners as well. We're gonna get to them in a second. Before we do that, oh, I do want to see here in the YF HQ, we were talking about the umpire data. Uh, I'm not sure if we're still on the screen here. I surely hope we are. Uh, McHugh has an extreme here. You see EH, extreme uh, hitters, umpire. So we get that for McHugh. This, of course, is premium as well. Hellboy, uh, which is not, that's not going to work out well for him. Extreme hitters, umpire for Helix. It's kind of a bad uh, recipe. We talk about how he doesn't strike guys out, and he gives up way too many homers, and he's facing the Phillies, and it's a positive ballpark for hitting as is. Uh, Pavetta, of course, he's in the same game, so he has an extreme hitters, umpire. And there's good old G. Darvish. Uh, which, you know, I think he makes for an interesting fade. Uh, if he just can't throw strikes, like, he just can't throw strikes, and doesn't matter what the weather's like. Uh, and as far as any extreme pitchers, don't have anything extreme pitchers. That's why I look at the extreme stuff. Uh, just the pitcher's umpire, you got the guy. And um, not to interrupt you, the L.A. pitcher is an extreme pitcher's umpire. Oh, did I miss that? Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, my apologies. Phil Cuzzy, uh, extreme. Cuzzy. Cuzzy. Sorry. What's that from? <laughs> That's from anybody that listens to Pat McAfee. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Okay, now like I like, I like he seems like a fun guy, McAfee. Uh, he was good on he, he did he called a an NFL game. Oh, I'm not sure if he's in the booth, but he just made a cameo appearance once or twice. But former punter, he did a good job in that game. It was Detroit yeah. Green Bay, week 17. I liked him. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's step aside. Let's talk about uh, no more screens here. That's part of our premium package. I'm sure there's links you guys want to know. More information, uh, maybe Devin will drop a link for you guys. If he's not too busy counting his money after faking that GDB last night. <laughs> um, all right, so stacks, dongs, homers, the whole deal before you step aside and turn it over to the chats. Uh, who are you stacking up tonight, Stevie? Yeah, uh, Oakland obviously is like, you know, I, I think if you're playing multiple teams, you have to have an Oakland stack tonight. I, I think that's the easy answer. My kind of off-the-board stack outside of Milwaukee is the New York Mets. Um, really like the Mets today. I don't want to don't want to you know steal the thunder of Pepsi because I think he's going to talk about the Brewers as well. Um, but yeah, Pete Alonso has multiple hits now in four of the last five games. He has four home runs over the last three games. So with him being a first baseman, a little bit of a contrarian play, you know. And Odorizzi's a reverse splits guy, so you could maybe look at. Um, these guys towards the bottom of the order to make your stack a little bit different, uh, like JD Davis. What do you have for me there, uh, Pepsi, as far as your favorite stacks? Yeah, Oakland's at the top. I think then you're going to see a mix of uh, Milwaukee, Philly, and a little bit of Seattle as well. Um, off the board, Dodgers, and nobody's talking about Washington in a good hitters ballpark. I like Pavetta, but that bullpen has not been good. Pavetta's still homer prone. Some good bats in that lineup for Washington. So if you're looking for an off the board play, I think Washington's maybe my favorite off the board stack. I like that call. I feel like people are going to be on Philly and just kind of ignore Washington, but you're right. Pavetta definitely has a Homer problem. Speaking of Homer, speaking of Don's three dudes that are going to bang one out at three different price points. Who wants to bat first? He wants to lead off. I got it. I'm ready to roll here. So I'll roll that. Uh, Chris Davis in the top tier, Travis Shaw in the mid tier and uh, Kendris Morales in the low tier. Oh, oh, you gave me all three. Uh, Stevie, see those and raise them um top tier give me bryce harper mid-tier give me pete alonzo and the cheap home run today oh mike moustakis how do you get does he qualify as cheap i don't know your rules is well, he 
if I if I can't take Moose, give me Travis Shaw. He's he's like three hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, Travis Shaw is my mid tier guy. Come on, Stevie. <laughs> was he your mid tier guy? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We're making Stevie work today. Why don't we come back to his value play? <laughs> give me give me Brandon Nimmo. All right, I'm good with that. Uh, I got Thames is gonna. Big T was giving me a hard time in the chat. Like, you picked Thames, and you didn't even play in the game. Well, yeah, the lineup wasn't out yet. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not a precog over here. I didn't know he wasn't gonna play, but uh, my bad. Uh, he's gonna bang one out tonight. Thames, I got him going yard. Um, I, I, do I have to put two more out there? Yeah, let's get two more to the people. And I may repeat because I wasn't listening to Pepsi either, just like Stevie wasn't. Oh, Bryce you. Harper. Bryce Harper's gonna go yard. I may have him. Yeah, that's what Stevie started with. You are just a disaster here. Why do you even bother <laughs> posting this show if you're not going to listen to anybody? You ask the question and immediately stop listening to people. Reese Hoskins, anybody have him? Nope, you're good with him. There you go. I'm taking Reese Hoskins. I should have trolled you. I should have said, yep. <laughs> well, I would, you ended up like six guys. We, we, get, we get vetoing them. So. Uh, and you know, you know who's going to hit one? Lance Lynn is vulnerable, right? Uh, especially the lefties. David Peralta is going to take one out on them. How about that? There you go. There's my three. Let's load up some questions in the chat. Got about five minutes or so before you step aside and get out of here and turn the show over to crunch time. I believe it's JSU and, and Roth. Roth will be holding up weather. I imagine it's post. JSU's got to be scrambling because it's 11 basketball games tonight, nine baseball games, and I imagine they're going to handle. Basketball post. starts an hour later. Starts at 8 Eastern. Oh, yeah. There's two, because, there's two yeah. crunch times today. Oh. Do you not look at the schedule at all? Like, so just I, I did. <laughs> i'd like to apologize on behalf of dean guys sorry about him I, yeah you know, like roth I, roth and jsu at 6 15 eastern and j or and roth and meansy at 7 15 eastern two crunch they, times they, well okay there you go premium members are hooked up they got one for each uh, and again crunch time is extended 45 minutes each and jsu's been spared banging his head against the wall yeah because it's the last game of the season and uh they haven't set like a double header basically as far as the NBA. I think there's eight games that tip off exactly eight o'clock, and then there's three that tip off at like two and a half hours after that. All right, questions from the chats. Uh, GPP, DK, Grandal, and Bruce versus Yadier Molina and Bryce Harper. Stevie, what say you? Totally didn't hear the question. I'll go with Grandal and Bruce. <laughs> Thank there you. There you go. Stevie. Sorry, totally wasn't paying attention. Uh, Hanniger and Thor- Dean. No, I did pull a Dean. <laughs> That's not what it's called. That's not the – we're not Pretty making sure that a Dean. <laughs> Stevie, you, you got uh, Hanniger or Vogelbach in your Seattle stack. Oh, give me Vogelbach, man. The guy's mashing right now. All right, so, so somebody pull up DK. I need a $4,400 left uh, outfielder for, for a tournament. Who's your favorite guy? Both of you guys, um, give, give me somebody. Andrew McCutcheon. I like it. You could go uh-huh. Hanniger or, or Bruce there as well, I think. Yeah, those are the two guys that I like too. Uh, Pepsi, FanDuel, Cash. So pick uh, one of these three. Namo, Dyson, who I believe is hitting off. Yes, he is. And Billy Hamilton, who's uh, jumped up to the two spot tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Namo. He's the safest hitter. He's hitting lead off. I'll go with him. As would I. I, I agree with that. Uh, Ray or McHugh, FanDuel tournaments, Stevie. Um, McHugh. I love McHugh today. I think he has massive upside. Uh, Pepsi, this is the best game to stack from a weather perspective. But we were saying like the only one from a weather perspective where it's actually positive was the Cardinals, correct? According to Ross tool. Yeah. I'm not so sure that's the best game to stack because of the pitching, but in terms yeah. of the chart, it did. I mean, I think, in, you know, I think the game in Milwaukee LA is interesting again, although not so big of the angels, but, uh, 
you know, weather's blowing out a little bit there. And, and also Arizona, I mean, if Ray's not on, Texas can score. We already know that the Angel or the Diamondbacks should score against Lynn. So it's inside a little bit. Does the dome open in Arizona? That would help. I don't know. They, they love, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they do not care about their fans in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so there could be runs there. It's like 99 degrees outside. Open it up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever open it after like April and May. Like they, it's always closed after that. It's so Except hot. Like day games. Uh, when I was in Arizona, thankfully, uh, the roof was closed. If it was open, I would have walked right out the door. Uh, Pepsi, I was in the Sky Dome where it was open, and it was hot. I, mean, I was not happy. Very upset about that. I think I'm still sunburned that day. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's knock out a few more questions from the chat again. we got about nine minutes or so, so start loading them up there. Uh, the chat. No, I'm, I just, I got, I'm trying to buy some time because I'm like, scrolling went awry. You know you uh, can wear sunscreen when you go to the ball games, right? Yeah, I do. I'm the guy, and I'm all about the SPF, like 40 or 50. All cap? I, I don't, I look dumb in a hat. I mean, like, dumber in a hat. It's, it's a bad head. It's a whole <laughs> conversation. It's just, uh, any interest in the Kansas City stack, uh, Stevie? Like, we talked about that. Like, if you like stolen bases, you might get, like, four or five steals. The yeah, top of the order is interesting, but I, I just – even with a lefty, like Kikuchi's a lefty, I can't stack the Royals here. Like, he's going to even be able to hold on the runners even more being a lefty. What's interesting is that you got Hamilton there. See, it's like, okay, we got everybody stealing bases, but Hamilton struggles to get on base in general. He might kill some of those rallies when Mary Phillip comes back up, draws a walk at the double, and Hamilton ends the rally. Monesty starts it again sort of thing too. So as much as there's SB upside, there's also potential to kill that stack with – with Hamilton just being awful. Pepsi, have you been able to make uh, Robbie Ray and Syndergaard lineups on DK together? I didn't try that, to be honest with you, because I'm not rolling Syndergaard out tonight. Um, I imagine you can make it work for probably around 39 per, so it's an interesting way to go, but I didn't go that route. I can understand, back to the U Darvish thing, while I have it too, at his price point on DK as an SB2 in tournaments, I can understand it a bit. You know, I was kind of thinking where it's talking about Darvish in general being 31% across the board, I thought, Certainly not in a single pitcher site, and I'm surprised yeah. that he'd be that high on on DK and fantasy draft as well. But uh, at that price point, I can kind of see it a little bit. But uh, yeah, I won't be going Syndergaard and Ray. I mean, I'm more like I said early on. I'm more of a mid tier. Give me a couple of mid tier arms and load with some bats today. Uh, this if is another question. If you plug in like Syndergaard, Ray, and Molina, it's actually pretty easy to make. Yeah, well, is it, you were considering well, what was the uh, option you were debating between? You like McHugh as well, and that kind of gets you Chris Davis. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I like I, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to play McHugh and Cash with Woodruff. Um, just I, I just like that lineup better. So, okay, both of you guys seem to like Woodruff, and this is the question here: No Trout, Woodruff and play. Uh, it sounds like you're both playing him on DK fans draft, like on two pitcher sites. How about Woodruff uh, on Fanduel? Is that something you've considered, Stevie? Yeah, his price on FanDuel is really nice. He's a really interesting pivot off of Robbie Ray for tournaments. Um, that whole, like, Syndergaard on FanDuel is probably where I'm not going to go for sure. Just looking at, like, Ray's cheap, McHugh's cheap, Woodruff's cheap. Like, I don't have to pay up for Syndergaard to get the upside on FanDuel. All right, Pepsi. Uh, just work with this question best you can. Cash picks for hitters? So, like, who are your favorite? I mean, obviously, we went through it around the horn. That's kind of what your, our cash picks from the start. But uh, who's the, who are the guys, if you're building a cash lineup today as far as hitters, uh, the ones yeah, you're doing your best to get, to get in there? With all those sites kind of similar, I think for, for value, Kendrick Morales is pretty cheap. Um, you know, Chris Davis is a guy I love. And both Shaw and uh, Moustakis are moderately priced in this year right as well. So there's, there's four bats that I would definitely start with. 
Speaking of that, uh, super cheap as far as Vandal. Uh, Matt Adams is 2K, yeah. 2.3K. Uh, are those guys that you have – are they solid cash game plays for you? Like, Pepsi, I think you like Morales a little bit more than, than Adams. He's like $400 more, whatever it is. But it sounds like – I think you have the salary to get there. You're not actually getting yeah. up for a Max yeah. Scherzer. What's interesting, though, is I mentioned Washington being a sneaky stack and not being highly owned either. And guys like Adams and uh, Dozier are dirt cheap. So especially on Fandos, you mentioned 2K and 2.3. So you can go Dozier, Rendon, Soto, Adams, and maybe double stack with another good stack over there on Fando where the, where the pricing is a little looser. So I like the idea of that, but I don't need either Dozier or, or um, um, sorry, Adams. And stack. Adams. I think I prefer Profar and Morales from Oakland, uh, similarly priced. I was going to say, I, I prefer Profar over Dozier as well. Uh, I know he's lower in the order, but I just want to pick on uh, Dan Straley. And yeah, I, I think Straley's going to give up a couple of homers or at least at least scuffle and struggle out there. Did the Marlins, didn't they give Straley like $5 million in January and then they cut him? Like, <laughs> right <laughs> the, 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 the fiscally responsible Miami Marlins. Isn't $5 million the same amount of money it cost them to get rid of that uh, huge statue in the airfield? It cost several million for the monstrosity to move, yeah. And oh, and, and uh, Wei Yin Chen pitched yesterday a third inning game, like seven earned runs. And that dude is still on the hook for like $60 million or $7 million until he's like 36 years old. So, all right. I, I hit my quota as far as taking a shot at the Marlins, exposing there. They got rid of the big um, Marlin thing out where the home run? Come yeah. on, Stevie. Watch the baseball game. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Who watches the Marlins, the Marlins game? Watch the, I mean, I'm going to picture against the Marlins every night, so you should be watching it. Yeah, but you already know what you're going to get. You're going to get 25 points. You don't have to watch the game. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into this debate the other day with Mango, and he says he's watching this game, right? I'm like, you're watching the game? He's like, yeah, I'm watching the game. I'm like, I'm like did you see this? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm the stat tracker. I'm like, that's not oh, watching that's the game. That's not watching the game. No, well, like, watching- so. So, like, the, the Rays and the Marlins are local for me, being in Florida. Like, so I actually have to, like, flip over to, like, like Spectrum to watch those uh-huh. instead yeah. of watching them on, like, Apple TV, watching them on the MLB TV. So I don't watch a lot of Rays, and I don't watch a lot of Marlins games because of that. But that I mean, I totally – that is first world problems, but I totally – I've been there before, too, and I'm like, oh, that's, like, four clicks away? No, I'm comfortable. No way. It's like, screw the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, Oakland bats, Pepsi. Is that the best stack of the day? I mean, it's the safest. I think it's got the most upside. It's also the chalkiest. So is it the best stack? I mean, in terms of safety and runs scored, I guess so. I mean, but, um, how do you say the best stack? The best stack of the day is the one that breaks the slate. And I don't know yeah. for sure, but I hope it is. And also there's context as far as ownership and as far as upside and yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's a hard question to answer, right, Stevie? Yeah, um, the chalkiest stack is usually never the best stack for tournaments, right? Like, yeah, yeah they, they obviously can score a lot of runs, and you know, I, I think they they are the the best team going into the slate. But I, I think like maybe five to ten percent of the time, do they actually be the winning stack because of how much variance is in baseball, and it just anything can happen. What about the Philly stack, Stevie? I like the Philly stack a lot. What, what's not to like about it? You get Helixson in the ballpark that allows a lot of home runs. I think it's like fourth or fifth in home runs. So Philadelphia, a great ballpark for hitters. And that lineup is really, really good. Um, It's really easy to stack. It's really easy to make four on four stacks with. So um, it's really easy to stack that team. I want to play Mikel Franco. He's been crushing, but like I had this sort of like tick, right? I, I am not like, I, I won't allow myself to roster an eight hitter in the national league, especially at home. I just hate doing that. 
but like he's been thriving. He's been great. For what Plus, it's he's the third baseman, whereas you have so much opportunity cost there with guys like uh, Chapman and Shaw today too. It's tough. It's a tough sell. Pepsi, would you play Montas and DK Cash? I would not. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to. I have the pricing is a little bit better there for the first time all season since opening day. And um, I get what you're thinking. Oakland's going to win. Baltimore's terrible. They strike out a lot. But Baltimore's been pesky. And and Montas doesn't really strike a lot of guys out. I mean, if he had the K upside, sure. But at $8,100 for a guy that's not striking people out, I just, I mean, for $200 more, I'm much more comfortable with Woodruff. Uh, Stevie, GPP, Darvish versus Paxton on FanDuel. Uh, I would take Paxton if for no other reason. Like I, I don't, I'm not assured Darvish is going six. He's not getting that QS. Uh, and Paxton's just you know a much better pitcher. Also, that's such a such an interesting range. They're like twenty three hundred dollars difference. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like that's an easy answer. Like it's Paxton there. It's not. It's like see, I told you guys, Darvish is a thing today. He's more of a thing on DK and fast draft because the price kind of forces him a thing, right? I don't think he's much of a bargain on, on Fanduel unless I'm wrong. I feel like he's. I'd be or, shocked if he was popular on Fanduel for sure. I can understand a little more. Yeah. On, on two pitcher sites, I get it. That price point, I, I still don't love it. But on Fanduel, for example, if he's anything above twenty percent, I'll be surprised. That's the show. Thank you for participating. Thank you, YouTube, for asking questions. Thanks to Rotogrinders for asking questions. Thank you, Stevie and Pepsi for answering questions and actually paying attention because not all the hosts do that sometimes. I'm not outing myself, of course. Uh, that's it. There's two crunch times tonight, if you guys are not aware. Some people might only think there's one. There's two crunch times uh, following us in 15 minutes, the baseball crunch time, and then an hour after that, or no, 7.15 on the East Coast, all the way up to 8 o'clock, it's the basketball crunch time. That's the show. We're out of here. He's Pepsi. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Holler.